0: It's the Tillcast, episode 362. Fuck people, make farms indeed. And this week, guys, we talk Graveyard Keeper, not sheep. Jurassic
1: Park Evolution. You get salt, beat Saber, Put and beats- a plethora of
2: other VR titles. Stay tuned. Put that cabbage in your mouth.
0: <laughs> it's a Bohemian rhapsody. Got it all over my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. It's the Tillcast. Yeah. It is January fourth, the year twenty nineteen. It is our first episode of twenty nineteen. Oh, holy Woo-hoo. shit! It's a whole new fucking year, guys. It it's is, a and whole I'm not fucking year. I'm, I'm Jason. I'm Rusty, and we're back. And if you've never been listening to the show, yeah, or never been here in this space before, never been here, you've never been here before. You're like right here next to me, dude. Yeah, and my tickling—we're tickling you in the airs. Ooh, buddy. And we're going to talk about some bullshit for a little bit, and then we'll jump into some games. But yeah. it's a video game podcast, and we are rated mature, so <laughs> rated I, or, or, we're, rated I, I, we're rated I for immature.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that CI, crass C- and immature?
2: Crass and immature. <laughs> Something like that. <clears throat> but we are back. Oh, boy. What, and, so, like, shit's happened, man. Shit has happened. I know I've been shit off for five happened. days. It's,
0: it's, it's, you've been off for five. You haven't worked for five days. Well, except for the last two days. But before that, it was off for five days, yeah. and I wasn't sick for most of those days. Oh, well, I mean, so I mean, the podcast room is definitely a different. It's color a it's now. a whole different
2: experience in here. I don't have to like step over you know old mic boxes and shit to get around. Hey man, it's like you know we don't have a, yeah. a
0: mountain of energy drink cans in the corner. But we were working on that. We, we had were. like a a waste can that had probably about forty cans in it. Uh, we've we've cleaned uh, it out probably more than that since
2: we since we moved into the uh, to the studio dun- sex dungeon room that we've got here. we have cleaned uh, it up about three or four times. Right, about four yeah. times, I think.
1: There, there was probably uh, there might have been a lot more than forty. There, there, there was probably close to uh, two hundred bucks worth of. Rockstar
2: cans in uh, well, there If cash a can. little, if if you're going conservative and you bought it on sale, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just saying we go through our own little uh own little stockpile of Rockstar. Just just Ru- just Rusty and I like yeah. most
1: of those cans were ours. They yeah, case Justin's.
2: One. Yeah, well, one of my New Year's resolutions was to cut back my caffeine and take my fifty percent. How's that been going? I had this is the first. Uh, this is the first energy drink that I've had in New Year. Cheers. oh okay then so that's four days that's uh well hey 50 percent. hey attainable goals man attainable goals is the is the key <clears throat>
1: well these nights are the only nights i actually drink rock starring I, I don't drink it in the morning
2: well i um, wait i i get four hours of sleep before i come here um because my first day off i game real hard like Oh, it's your day off, Thursday, yeah, Thursday's my first day off. I game real hard, uh, and I've been playing a game that you know basically makes you forget time and uh and uh yeah, when I realized what was happening, it was already two o'clock in the afternoon this afternoon uh <laughs> so I said, hey, maybe I should probably try to take a nap because it's not sleep at that point, it's a nap, <laughs> yeah,
0: did you guys do anything interesting on New Year's?
2: It worked. Hell
0: Woo. Hell. Uh, Woo. Jason, did you nope. do anything? I basically, we stayed at home. We watched movies all day. I like, was similarly boring. I, You know, I haven't had any alcohol this year yet. I can say that because it's only four days in. But yeah. <laughs> Man, but I four days in, I, going strong. Well, I, four days can, in, going strong, low carb is what the deal is. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, I fully planned on it, and then I ate too many enchiladas and so here's what happened like new year's eve um i got a call from my parents and they're like hey we want to move some furniture on new year's day we bought new furniture you can have our four year old couch and we'll give the other one to grandpa and i was like okay why are you getting new furniture we just don't like the color okay okay so i'll get the the big leather couch that i like a lot that i usually sleep on when i stay the night yes you will get that couch all right let's toss my piece of shit in the garage and let's do that let's do that so Mom also said, hey, I have some, like, frozen leftover enchiladas. Do you want some of those? I was like, yeah, we'll yeah. go for four, so. Four, four, four of those. Four bags. Are, well, they're really heavy food to begin with. Right. So I went through those, like, it's part of breakfast. Um, I went there. My parents live, like, 40 minutes away, and I drove out there to get enchiladas and drove back. And then Mm. promptly ate all four of them. And, like, it's like a whole plate of mountain of enchilada. And it's a lot of cheese. So I was, like, I was so full. Like, my stomach was raised. My pants wouldn't fit. I had to lay (laughs) down because I couldn't bend to sit down. Oh, my God. So I was super full. And I was like, man, why did I do that? I was like, that was so good last cheat day. so (laughs) That's kind of what I'm like when I have pizza rolls. And so, you know.
1: Speaking of which. What? somebody's wife has been asking about when you will make her more
2: um whose wife
0: <laughs>
2: dears <laughs> are you serious yeah are you serious yeah dears wife is a- asking for him huh yeah
1: really? dude so nobody knows he, what the hell you guys are talking he, about. okay he so would... pizza
2: rolls pizza rolls are the thing uh that i make like once every 10 years um, and it seems like it, right? It's a, it's a um, little
1: bit more often than that, but yeah, it's been about four.
2: It's, it's been about four since I've last made them, but I make homemade pizza rolls and I, and I roll them myself using egg rolls. Uh, so it's basically just pizza makings inside of an egg roll with like enough fucking cheese to you know, stop a heart and then you, you know, you deep fry it. Right. Um, but every time I make them, they're like fucking crack, man. It's like, you can't they stop. Are. You can't stop eating them, and whenever a... like because they're fresh,
1: you know, right. If you double wrap them, oh yeah, and and you leave them just, Sp- just, just, just a undone. Speak to me dirty. You can freeze them oh, and yeah. then reheat them in the oven, mm-hmm. and they're fucking amazing. Mm, I'll have to turn my my
2: work alerts off. Yay.
1: <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, the the first time, just a little backstory. The first time Rusty... Uh, made these things was actually for a new year's party at my house
2: yeah right fucking i remember this i'd
1: had them before but almost nobody else that had been that was at my house that year had had them they were all worried about their waistline i think rusty and i spent like fucking six hours i was putting together pizza fucking, rolls
2: i was at the fucking you know fryer for a long fucking well time. even even before that
1: we were like a couple hours just making the stuffing
2: right no this like we were cooking sausage hamburger bacon i i fucking i, mean, I crisp bacon in the fucking oven yeah uh it was yeah. you know and then fucking crumbled fresh made you know thick cut crisp bacon uh put that stuff in there and and uh man oh, they're they're amazing. But
1: anyway. <laughs> so we make this and it we come
2: out with like sixty pizza rolls. All right. More than that. It was yeah, I, it I was. made about ten it pounds was. worth of uh worth of stuffing for it. There was a fuckload. of It was, <laughs> anyway. it was so, a little overkill. I ate so that night
1: uh, Everybody, everybody, just loves these fucking things, but they can't eat more than like one and a half or two. I had there. Their stuff that I had sixteen that, full. that night. Yeah, Rusty and I picked out.
2: Uh, uh, I had sixteen people were like, then, "Oh, then these again, are gonna like stop Ru- my heart." Rusty
1: like, and I, on a good day, can kill an entire large Savastano's deep, deep dish pizza by ourselves. It'll also kill your toilet. Like, well, well, yes.
2: That's that's why the squatty potty and the handlebars have been put in, sir. Uh, <laughs> but
1: anyway, so we, we make these pizza rolls, and the they weren't married at the time, but the first time David's current wife mm-hmm. tries these things, like first bite, she immediately says, Rusty, you need to teach me how to make these. If uh, you want, if you want to keep making the these for me, I I will, I will cheat on David (laughs) with you for these pizza rolls. Yes. (laughs) And David's reply was, "I'd be okay as long as I get pizza rolls. I'm okay with it.
2: it." Yes, haven't taken her up on the offer. Just, just, just to be clear, just throwing that out there. Right. Just throwing
1: that out there. But you're but a man of honor. But they, they, they are amazing food. Like we have literally decided that we could, if we ever wanted to, we could start a food truck literally with the pizza rolls. Yeah, <laughs> my
0: quesadillas, is like a couple other things yeah. because we're yeah. Just take it down to the bar central downtown and so, just run the circuit. Well, what I
2: was what I was thinking because this this is perfect fair food because you could pre-make them and then you know and you just
1: dip them in the fryer for a few seconds to eat them up
2: right so you know how you pick up egg rolls at, at the at the grocery store right those are already pre-fried you know they're ha- you know they're most of the way cooked like you put them back in the fryer and it crisps them back up these can be made the same exact way so I said, man, I could fucking make like seven, eight hundred of these things, and then go to the fucking fair and sell out in a day.
0: Yeah, sell them for like three bucks a piece, and you, you made some great probably nothing. sell out in like half a day.
2: Yeah, well, because people would come back. You know they would. Oh, even if I sold them for like five, I'm sure that they yeah. fucking you know they um, sell out.
1: If Rusty and I have, uh, for as long as we lived together, we toyed with many different <laughs> ideas. So, it, but we always came back to the food truck thing.
2: So funny thing that uh, you know, I had been you know tossing this around for fucking ages, and it's of course I talked to the family because this is a family you know, tradition. This is something yeah. that I picked up from my family, uh, and uh, every so often they'll do pizza rolls for the family, have everybody come over, and you know it's a it's a great time. Um, what the uh, what my aunt did was she went to. Uh, went and said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go to the pizza shop and I'm going to, I'm going to try to sell them these pizza rolls Uh, and not the recipe. I would be the one making them and it would only be me making them, but I'm going to try to sell these pizza rolls to the pizza shop. Now, every fucking weekend she goes to the pizza shop and she makes pizza rolls for the pizza shop as a special. And she sells those for, uh, it's two pizza rolls for $7. And and she's even played with the recipe, so it's not just the, you know, just the meat pizza that we, you know, put together. She's actually made apple pies out of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's made fucking, like, cherry pies out of them. She's made all kinds of different kinds of uh, of toppings, you know, to put into it. Uh, I guess you could call it toppings, but, you know, fillings. Um, but yeah, she's like, she went with it and they sell out every weekend. This is a little fucking town in you know, in what I consider BFE Michigan, uh, and they sell out fucking, you know, three or 400 of those things every weekend. Every weekend.
1: Oh yeah. yeah I totally see it. The, the thing is as, as much as the, um, the way they're put together is special and, and. I know just because I've had the good grace of helping Rusty make them a few times. I have, uh, um, you know,
2: we, we have signed a pact.
1: We have. Uh, you're not getting it out of me. Right. Um, but I've had the good grace of, of knowing how to make these. And a lot of the art is how you prepare everything, too, though. It's yes. not just what you're putting in it. It's how you prepare it. Exactly. And what you're using. Um, a big component of it is the cheese. If you don't have the right cheese, only
2: then, the uh, only yeah. the top quality shit, man. You you got to put yeah. you got to put good shit in that, and it comes out so awesome. There are, uh, now but the now problem is
1: like we go make Thanks. a single batch of pizza rolls. Mm-hmm. We're looking at dropping a hundred bucks at the grocery store,
2: uh, at least,
1: but. That hundred bucks makes like forty pizza rolls,
2: <laughs> right? It's yeah. uh. So there was there was a time where I actually lived in a dorm. It was one fucking semester. I lived in a dorm, and we had and you know they were like, we want to have a party. Who's gonna cook? And there's like this fucking dorm kitchen, right? It's, you know it's the community kitchen that you know basically nobody uses because they just use the fucking microwaves in their room, right? Um. Oh yeah. I decide that this was this was the time to shine, and I and I said I'll make pizza rolls, and they're all thinking fucking tostino pizza rolls, right? Uh, and I go and I spend fucking a hundred dollars on you know on the you know all the stuff for it, and then I have to buy the pan and I have to buy the oil and I have to buy everything you know you know to to be able to fry it because of course nobody has that shit in the dorm, oh, yeah. uh, and. Um, I start making these things and there was, uh, I remember this very clearly. There was one guy that said, I can't have pork. Uh, and I'm like, I, I understand. I, it's, it's a religious thing. I understand. So I'm going to make you special pizza rolls. And I made fucking pizza rolls that were like Turkey pizza rolls. Yeah. And, uh, it, and I made, and I, and he's like, I can't even have it in the same oil. And no. I'm like, I understand. Let me go ahead and now, get you, you I, know, another I will, pan.
1: I will say this. We have done for my wife because she can't eat cooked pepperoni for some weird reason. The oil messes with her stomach. Right. So we have used turkey pepperonis. Turkey pepperoni, yep. I, will, I will eat them because the rest of the stuffing is the same. However.
2: Right. It doesn't fucking it, matter. If you can avoid it. You're deep frying them anyway. Don't use turkey. <laughs> it's it wasn't that it's bad different. It, It's different it it's not horrible but 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 yeah. for his for his i actually uh, had experimented and i put some uh, some extra veggies in there so i put onions yeah. and green peppers and stuff like that in there uh and it turned um, out really good it'd
1: actually be really easy to do uh, uh you can actually avoid using sauce you can if you need to um i think if it you adds can't to have it. the sauce it adds to it but if you're trying to keep it um lower on sugar content etc
2: yeah you can do i'm that. not worried about that i mean um, when i make these these are total fucking cheats you don't get an egg roll and you're going to expect a fucking like a low carb experience right um you know so i i know that when i make these things they're they're total fucking cheats on on keto but they're worth every fucking minute of it it is it's it's an experience man
0: So we'll try that with the next good together, maybe. Mm, Yeah. Just remember, I'm
2: going to have to be here about two hours ahead of time. That's fair.
0: (laughs) Because it takes some
2: uh, preparations.
0: It does. So pizza rolls aside, I ended up just playing seven days to die. My girlfriend was out of town. I didn't really have anything to do or any plans. And then by the time it was time to drink, I was still so full. Like, I I didn't eat anything. I had some leftover pizza from the day before because I was cheating like crazy, and I had two slices of pizza and I was fucking done. Mm, that's pretty much and me and Matt played Seven Days to Die most of the evening. Yeah, I kind of wanted said, to. said Happy New Year, and then we just kept going. I, yeah, his I kids really were asleep, to, but he he fooled his youngest into thinking that it was New Year's. That at midnight at nine o'clock. Uh huh. So he had New Year's with his his kid at nine o'clock and uh-huh. said, Happy New Year and put her to bed. And then That's started amazing. gaming. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: I, uh, works. By the, uh, <laughs> I was totally going to join you guys. I fully planned on it. And then by the time I got the kids in bed, I was like, "Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs>
2: well,
0: and the other like, thing with not drinking, I ended too up is- not
1: going to sleep until after midnight, but, my brain wasn't functional enough for seven days
0: well and i had to move a lot of furniture that shit is fucking that couch in there is fucking heavy as shit oh well, yeah I mean, um, that weighs like probably 600 pounds well, i'm not yeah, even but kidding
1: that's a good fucking couch
0: yeah so like me and my dad were struggling to not get hernias as we were moving this shit like it was so bad that when we were moving their new furniture in which was actually heavier my dad and my mother were on one side of the couch and i was on the other side of the couch dying as we were trying to move it into the house, and it's like, oh my god, this is so ridiculous. It was worth it
2: though. You had to, you get a couch out of
0: it. Exactly. It was totally worth it, and then it helped me work off a little bit of the enchiladas. But there you go. Um, that was a Justifying. day. Justifying. I was unable to game much, just due to how noodly my arms were. Yeah. I, I,
2: I. Thankfully, it wasn't super busy at work. You know, so I was able to at least relax a bit. Well,
0: I mean, I could have had to work, but I I actually got myself in such a place to where I was caught up, so I didn't have... Like, the way my job works is I'm constantly getting behind when I'm not at work. Right. So I'm the only one that does... It's not a production job. I'm the only one that does what I do, so when I'm gone, it just piles up. So I got ahead, took a few days, and I came back Thursday, and I was right where I needed to be. Yeah, I that's why it's hard for me to take like two weeks or
2: something. Oh, based on the, the amount of jobs I get is how busy I am. And, you know, of course everybody was on vacation. So most of the people who, uh, who work on, you know, on the corporate side of things are like, you know, I'm not working on freaking Christmas Eve or Christmas day or, you know, or new year's Eve, new year's day. Hell no. I'm going to go out and drink. Well, I mean, that meant that all I ended up doing was the stuff that was automatically dispatched, you know, stuff that, you know, oh the disk, a disk has failed. It's like five minute job. Done. Done. All right, I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you you
1: do what you gotta. I. It's really hard for me to take time off for a lot of the reasons just in hand. I mean, when I went back to work after having a week and a half off to do my bathroom yeah oh god the amount of work i went back
2: to oh i know oh. i can imagine you know you're telling me about how many emails you get and i and i mean yeah we're, we're comparing fucking like work peens at that point because I've got, I've got like fucking 600 emails sitting in my fucking inbox right now from two days but yeah <laughs> i had
1: 2300 emails ah fuck all that from shit. the week
2: Fuck all that shit. Now,
1: granted, that's because I'm actually in like because all the different hats I've worn at this company uh, and the fact that I have to pick up those hats <laughs> at different times. Um, 2,300 emails, 25 I, of them are valid. I'm uh, <laughs> literally in every corporate mailbox aside from the company executives. auto sort. So,
2: Fucking set up rules maybe. I
1: have I have to come into work now here's the thing I can't permanently set up the rules because if I do it screws up all my fucking mailboxes for some reason I guess it's too much traffic <laughs> but literally I spent a good portion of my first day back setting rules up to move shit into folders <laughs> And then deleting those rules so it doesn't screw up my mailboxes later. It's more like Control-A,
2: Delete. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that no. important? You're just going to have to send it to me yeah, again. Yeah, I know.
1: Because sprinkled in all those boxes are something
2: I actually have to reply to. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, that's just the way it is. But fucking corporate America. Wow. Fucking emails yeah. are fucking fantastic.
1: Of course, you know, I I said them. I said to myself, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fairly good and and uh, check my you know, go through my email a couple mornings, you know, every other morning while I'm doing this. No. No.
2: No, it doesn't work it, that it, way. It didn't happen. I, I tell myself that same thing. I'm like, I don't wanna to have to come during, back to fucking a thousand emails. I'm gonna check it every once in a while. During that
1: whole process I was literally waking up at six AM in the morning. Yeah. Going to bed at like one or two in the morning because I'm working that. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. Nothing There's, got touched except for my bathroom during that week. Yeah. In, in, including Nothing. the wife or the children. Nothing. <laughs> like literally, I had almost zero interaction with all of them.
2: Awesome. Yeah. yeah.
1: I just ignored them all
2: week. I fucking turn everything off nowadays.
1: So that, that was part of New Year's too, was actually finishing that. Violent? No, uh, um, really, kind of spending time with the kids because they uh, all feel like Uncle's been doing nothing but working on this bathroom or going to work and then coming home and working on this bathroom. Right. Yeah.
2: Now nah, I, I, I don't know. F- fucking New Year's is just kind of uh, a weird thing. Like it, it flipped I, over to 2019, and I was like, okay, but Happy New Year,
1: I guess. Final update on that. I finally figured out what my issues were with the wiring, you had to and it, it is that,
2: huh? You had to rip it all out, didn't you?
1: Um, no, but I am going to have to run a uh, a new line for it. Like I've got an there. empty breaker from where I took out the attic fan. Yeah, I'm going to have to run that breaker just for the because oh. the load the load's just finally too much
0: yeah it was too much we we got a reply on our uh twitter feed and yeah. sent us something and said try cloth was it cloth and tong or something like that cloth and pipe i don't know but like i had to look it up and it's like wiring from the 20s it's oh my <laughs> oh, god yeah.
2: cloth and pipe Oh, yeah, cloth dude. and pipe, yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. So some um,
0: caveman technology there. That,
2: so- that's from the
1: days of knob and tube, sir. Ooh, you, knob, you, yeah, you, that was you, what it, knob, do- I think yeah. it was knob and tube. Knob and yeah. tube. You you don't um uh you don't use that anymore. No. Uh no. the, the it, words- if, you, if you find that in-
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh wow. <laughs> oh my god. Well
1: there there went our camera light.
0: What um what happened?
1: uh the, the dog happened
0: the dog ran
2: through the light oh wow so the light that we have here that i call the sun that we never use sorry about your ears by the way um uh the uh yeah that's been sitting over there untouched for what a year and a half now uh, uh i think maybe and longer. it just about fucking attacked justin it was unexpected i it I was very unexpected bit. i squealed a little bit <laughs> But no, yeah. that's that. She's now staring car- at me from a distance. Of course, she's like that fucking. Atta- that light just fucking attacked me. Um, <laughs> no, that that I had a uh, uh, my my first place that cabin out uh, the two room cabin I told you about uh, had that kind of wiring in it in a wood fucking cabin. The whole place was a fucking fire hazard, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, there's a the whole reason why they they. Got me out of there so they could uh, they could update the places. Oh yeah, but yeah, not fun, you know. Especially when things start to smoke. (laughs) Yeah, we're good, thanks. I'm trying uh, sitting there fucking running a computer on fucking decades old electrical cables. Yeah, not not fun. So needless
1: say, uh, uh, this last week I really didn't, I really didn't do a whole lot game wise. I kind of took a break from everything and literally when i came home i vegged
2: I can, I can see um, that i can see that i mean that's totally understandable in your situation cuz
1: during this whole process i was also trying to you know uh crack out to as, as much of red dead redemption 2 as i could in between
2: <laughs> right right
1: um put a healthy amount of hours in it and i just i could not really do much this week i was like my my brain's dead i'm tired yeah. Um, when I get home I'm just watching TV and that's literally all I did.
2: I am currently in a holding pattern in Warframe. Which is actually it's actually quite freeing. Wow, you actually
1: um, have holding pattern.
2: I've got f- like 50 some things to level in my fucking uh in my foundry right now. Uh so I've pre-built a ton of shit to, you know, just to go try and get the mastery rank from and stuff like that. But, you know, I've felt no drive to do anything with them. They're just going to sit there for a bit.
0: Well, I mean, a thousand hours, like you've hit a point where you need to back off for a second so you can try something else.
2: Right. So I'm all I'm doing right now is I'm doing my my daily sortie and I'm doing, you know, my reputation gains, which really is just visit the vendor and give her some things and be done with it. Right. Uh, so I'm playing that game, you know, actually fairly passively for the past uh, for the past week. Uh, which allowed me to uh pick up some other games. Uh so Sweet. Steam sale so f- finally ended. B- and...
1: before we get in that I just I had to bring what? it up. Did y'all see what why I posted in the group about the Madbox?
2: Oh god. Madbox? I Wait, must have is, missed it.
1: This is this new console uh that was oh, revealed that. earlier in the week. Oh god. That is supposed to Rival the next generation of PlayStation and Xbox platforms. Okay, so this is their current.
2: Uh, He's going to show us oh test God. concept for the box. That looks hideous. It does. I mean, it looks like a fucking PC. It, and I mean, with like I'm, weird fucking. i post ears. this
1: to the Tiltcast page, so right everybody but, sees it. But I mean. Sh- it, it looks, looks hideous. hideous it's <laughs> terrible it's like a giant curved curving M with LED lights
2: I'm sorry <clears> RGB <throat> is a RGB is starting to I, I'm I'm no longer RGBing. I've actually turned most of my RGB off in my computer because I mean who needs a fucking disco going on when you're trying to play games
0: there's a Nymph's reply with a picture of I guess it's his house Oh boy!
2: Oh wow! <laughs> oh boy!
1: Yeah, mine. Mine's not quite that bad. It's just when they did it, they uh, let. Let's just say shit's not run to the breakers the way the breakers are labeled.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know? you, you're you're gonna have to test that stuff. Yeah, but no, the fucking that that um that game console is supposed to rival Xbox and PlayStation. The pros.
0: The, the next generation. Since like we're the, jumping into it, I read. It, I remember now that what you're talking about. It's a VR console is what it's supposed to be.
2: Oh, yeah. okay. All right. So basically, it's a souped-up version of a Steam box.
0: <laughs> Something like that. Mm. See. But with because, proprietary games, which means that seems like a really dumb idea when you don't have a proof of concept. Like if you said, hey, <clears throat> these four really good VR games are on this system. Right, like that might be appealing for somebody on the cheap to get VR, but oh. you can already get PSVR, which is fairly inexpensive. And I will talk about the system I picked up for fairly inexpensive. Right, it's so, and it's, I'm not running on an expensive card right now, and it's running pretty okay. Yeah, oh, you're fine. But yeah, well, they they're trying to claim that it's
1: going to. Uh, uh, run equivalent to a very fast pc two years from now
2: so they're, they're trying to oh my god there are did they use the word future proof in that did uh, they
1: kind of a little bit
2: oh my god that's an i that's an f word you know it's it's a myth <laughs> you can't future proof <laughs> shit um I'm gonna, they're, I'm gonna i'm gonna
1: screaming you're gonna get 4k vr at 60 frames per second oh my
0: god well, all I mean, right i'm getting 4k vr at 60 frames per second on a 970
2: <laughs>
0: really i haven't there's only one game i've had issue with and i'll talk about that later but i'm gonna scoop the conversation back you were talking about your break from warframe so oh, that's yeah. what you've been doing yeah, no, you've I've been, been breaking from warframe and doing so i
2: i picked up a few things on uh on the steam sale um the the first game I picked up was uh, the one that I gifted you, the fucking uh, Jurassic Park Evolution.
0: Oh yeah, I need to. Um, I have reasons why I haven't jumped into the, it yet, and that's fine.
2: You know, it's totally understandable. It's a park builder. It's not really. It'll be something
0: that will catch my interest soon.
2: Yeah, it's it's just a uh, it's one of those you know relaxed type things, and uh, park builders are really not necessarily my cup of tea but i wanted to give this a try because i'd heard some good things about it
0: um i've heard no quarters talk about it quite a bit because they're big jurassic park fans or at least a couple of them are yeah and 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 as far as they both seem to like two of the guys on there i want to say it was mackie and maybe harlow that really liked that game
2: yeah the the dinosaurs look fantastic like they they spent a lot of time making sure that the dinosaurs look cool and had good sound and all that uh, and the 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 park inter, you know interaction with that was kind of I don't know it 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 seems like they put a lot of effort into the uh, into the dinosaurs and not so much effort into the park. Uh, what uh, one of the biggest gripes that I have with the game is the uh, the fucking terrain leveling, like trying to you know to snap certain you know certain buildings to the path that you've created. Uh, so that you can get your visitors to, you know, to come and go from the shops or go to the, you know, to the viewing stations for the dinosaurs or whatever. Uh, if the, if the terrain has just got like the smallest pimple of a fucking, you know, bump, it won't let you fucking set something down on it, uh, which really drives me fucking batty sometimes because, you know, they have landscaping and leveled you know, leveling of terrain and stuff, but it never does it right. Uh, and it doesn't give you a whole lot of granular control for that kind of uh, that kind of fine tuning. Um, but overall, I mean, if you like park builders, this one's a competent one. I got uh, maybe ten or fifteen hours into it. I didn't really go hard on it, but um, uh, it's it's all right. Like I said, it's not my kind of game, so it's. It, it's hard for me to say, yeah, this is a really great game because I, mean, I was just trying it for its, you know, for its mechanics, really. Um, it's competent, you know, it's, it's, uh, and, it, and it does actually kind of suck you in at some points because you're, you do have a goal or two to actually do and modifying your dinosaurs, you know, through gene splicing and stuff is, you know, is, you know, at, at least at my point is kind of simplistic, but I can see it getting a little more, uh, a little more involved as you unlock more dinosaurs. Um, you know, right now my park has got like a massive fucking like herbivore pen with pretty much everything that's an herbivore in it, and, and then I made a uh, a carnivore pen, which you can only because of the dinosaurs' social stats, you can only have so many of the same kind of dinosaur in the same pen, otherwise they'll start fighting each other. Uh, so. Well, I mean, that might be interesting. So, what I've been doing is I've built my, Like, throw uh, an
0: herbivore and a carnivore in a
2: pen. That's kind of what I'm getting to is I've got a, a carnivore pen with three, you know, three of the, the base. I can't fucking remember what, you know, what dinosaur it is, but it's the base carnivore. kind of looks like an allosaurus, but, uh. You throw those three in there, and that's basically the the maximum that you can have in that pen for that kind of uh that kind of dinosaur. And then I said, Okay, what would happen if I dropped a Stegosaurus in there? And then I see, you know, the carnage that is Jurassic Park. Now that's kind of that's kind of the the draw is you see that and then they get pissed and they start attacking the fucking uh I have electrified fences for my carnivores, so you know, so it's a little harder for them to get through, but you end up having to, uh, you know, fly out the helicopter. And of course you can take over the helicopter's movement and then you have to trank the, uh, the dinosaur that's attacking the freaking the walls so that you can, so you can kind of take over the first person perspective of the dude with the trank gun and you can fire the tranks at the dinosaur and it'll tell you whether or not you hit and you have to hit like bigger dinosaurs a couple times to get them to actually fall over. And then uh, you can transport them once they're uh, once they're knocked out. So basically I go over and I fucking like shrink the fucking, you know, dinosaur and it falls over and you have to do something with it. So you pick that fucking dinosaur up and I just take it over to the lake and drop it into the fucking lake just to wake it up. Uh, There's some there's some there's some fun moments in the game. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it and I probably will go back and play a little bit more of it but um, it's it's, it's not what caught my eye (laughs) just like just like normal it's an indie game that catches my eye it's an indie game that you know that basically sucks me in and, and you know and shows me what a fucking game can do
0: is it perchance something that I recommended
2: like six months ago it was more like four months ago but yes it is exactly that game uh i picked up graveyard keeper uh and means stardew valley for Satis. so when you recommended stardew valley i waited a couple months before i picked it up and then i fucking like went hard on fucking stardew valley right um, and the one thing I didn't like about Stardew Valley was the whole, like, you have to have a relationship with people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an introvert, so fuck people <laughs> make farms, right? Make farms, make money, do, do well, right? Uh, the graveyard keeper has very little of that, uh, in fact, you have quests for people, but you don't necessarily have like a relationship with them. You don't you know, try to get into their pants or have fucking kids or anything. You, you do things for people for things. And I can understand that, that is, that's, that follows my, uh, my train of thought. Uh, and, um, the, uh, the communist donkey is, uh, is, is actually pretty funny, pretty funny. Um, he will only, he will only bring you new bodies if you pay him in carrots
0: and he gets pissed at you sometimes. And he
2: does get pissed at you. He will shit on the fucking road. I didn't realize he would shit on the road. Yeah, he shits on the road. That's how you get your first carrot seeds. By the way,
0: <laughs> I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> does it
0: run okay on PC?
2: Uh it runs all right. So, uh, because there's I there's some up... kind of weird is issue it... with the there's a hitch. There's there is some uh, some video hitching that happens, and it has to do with how the game scrolls uh, back and forth. Not necessarily up and down, but side to side, it scrolls weird. Uh, so I, I think the developer's still working on trying to get that smoothed out. Um, but uh, what what catches me is that it doesn't have ultra-wide resolution. So I have black bars in the left and right when I'm playing this game, which is fine. I, I'm I'm all right with this. It's just... You know, a third of my screen is black. You know, um, the the old old man like Just saying, "Play it windowed and put something in the empty space." Well, I haven't haven't played windowed and and I can I can have a a a web page up on on the other side, uh, but every time I go over to it, even in windowed mode, it'll uh, it'll minimize the fucking game. Well, I don't know why. It's it's an indie game. I'm I'm give I give indie games a lot more leniency with these types of things because most of these are one or two guy you know or like a small group of people getting together to make a game right you know so um you know so I give them a you know a lot of leniency they did put a lot of like branching text in that game that I really enjoy like you know trying to work out. Managing the uh, the church, managing the graveyard, managing a uh, uh, a small farm, you know, getting you know to the quarry and then setting up your workers uh, is it's kind of a it's it's a chore because you you can only do so much in a day based off of your energy level. So you end up. You know
0: what they also make what punch club
2: punch club that's it yeah yeah so this is the same makers of punch club and Punch club is all right too um yeah so i i think i've gone and spent most of my time even like last night i think i spent a good 10 or 12 hours playing that fucking game because it was you know just one more thing oh yeah i need to do this thing to do this thing oh yeah i need to do this thing do this thing to do this thing uh, and it keeps going on and on and on, you know, like, okay, I need stones, so let's spend a day doing stone. Uh, I need to go into the, you know, into the dungeon to find bloody nails. Let me go find bloody nails, you know, it's, you know, but I need to have a sword to do that, so I have to build a sword. You know, all these things just kind of kind of build onto each other, and it's it's got a really good gameplay loop to it, because uh, you, you have to do certain things to be able to do other certain things. Um it's just it, it's it's well made but it doesn't necessarily hold your hand in certain places and I kind of wish it did. You know, oh, it's um, a
0: small russian team that makes that game.
2: Small russian team, go figure. Uh out
0: of St. Petersburg
2: <laughs> in the mother
1: Russia. Right. Well, I looked at
0: I looked at the people it's lazy bear games is the name of the developer. But they uh they said the following page is in Russian and it's just the jobs page and it's just, they have a couple of positions open.
2: Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy it. And the points that I was trying to make was, um, the, like the quest tracking in that game isn't the, isn't the greatest. Uh, and it isn't immediately apparent how you get certain things like science. Um, it's not apparent that you have to use paper to make science. Um, you know, it's not, I don't think it's really even mentioned many places in the game. If, if it's mentioned, it's mentioned once and then it's in a dialogue that's completely forgettable. Uh, and uh, you you end up just like clicking through things and you miss that detail. Like I didn't know how to get moths at first. And you're know, like, oh, I have to go pick flowers at night. Not net not during the day, but at nights, and that's how you get moths you know things of you know things like that is only in dialogue and not told you told to you in any other way. It just you know the quest tracker says get moths that's it uh so uh there are some you know some nitpicky things, but really it's it's really nitpicky i mean i i you know you pick up a wiki and bam, you know you've got everything that you need. So yeah, I've got the wiki up, uh, and I haven't been wholly relying on the wiki unless I get stuck. Uh, with the exception of alchemy, if I want to make certain things, I don't want to have to fucking deal with all the you know all the possible combinations of shit, especially with the amount of energy that it takes to make shit. So, uh, so yeah, I use the alchemy recipes on the you know on the wiki, but outside of that. I'm I'm really fucking enjoying that game. It's gonna be the game that I go home and play. You know, before I you know, well, I might pick up Warframe for maybe thirty minutes, and then I start playing that game, and I'll probably play that until I pass out. This is the game that made me forget time.
0: <laughs> I I, th- I don't know that I can finish it before Game of the Year. It's a massive game. Um, it's st- very surprisingly deep. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun playing it, and it was a really good uh get distracted game and just goof off.
2: Yeah, you you start off trying to do one or two things and then you're like really excited about a good body. That's that <clears throat> when you step back and you look at this and you're like, "Okay, well, I can improve a body by removing its blood and re- removing its fat." And sometimes you can remove a red skull and a white skull if you remove the heart. Um but most of the time you just need to embalm them properly so that you can uh, you can get the the right quality for your graveyard but if but just listening to that line that that ex- explanation is kind of fucked up you know you're like yeah you're It's a really bodies <laughs> it's a
0: really dark um dark stardew valley is the easiest comparison but it's it, not doesn't do it justice right
2: uh getting rid of bodies that you don't want early in the game at least by throwing them in the fucking river uh uh when that happened i'm like uh oh, there's got to be some kind of bad thing that happens if i threw too many bodies in the river uh i haven't found it i don't think there is but um you know, eventually you stop throwing bodies in the river and you just burn them uh you, you end up just you're like okay you get a body you have a surgical mistake it, it's basically unsalvageable at this point. So you just uh, you you remove everything from the body, and it's just like a sack of like whatever's left, and you just throw that on the fire, and you get a a burial certificate, some ashes, and some salt out of it. It's the only place you get salt from, from what I understand.
0: Did you did you jump in anything else?
2: Um, uh, you know, I don't think I did. Uh, I think those are the you know once I picked the- up. Dungeon Keeper was pretty. Uh, I was pretty locked I mean, in. Graveyard Keeper. Or, yeah, Graveyard Keeper. Um, I was pretty locked into that one. I, I, I don't it. blame you. Um, I have been playing around with this idea because uh, uh, I'm. I'm. Sh- have Have you, you know, looked at Discord Nitro? No. Okay, so Discord Nitro. Of course, Discord is, you know, is a very popular you know community building, uh, platform. It's basically like a bunch of chat rooms, but you can also do voice and everything on Discord. Uh, it's it's actually you know got quite a bit of uh, uh, community tied up into it, but they've also created their own store. Uh, and the difference with this uh, with Discord is that they curate games instead of you you know outright purchasing games. You can actually uh, you can subscribe to discord nitro it's 10 bucks a month, but they have a fairly decent selection of, uh, indie and, uh, you know, triple a games that they, you know, that they put into discord nitro. Uh, so there's a, there's a full list, but it's like, you can get a uh, access to over a thousand dollars worth of, uh, worth of games for 10 bucks a month. And I was thinking about, Hey, you know, for 10 bucks a I can at least try out a bunch of these games. Uh, I
0: mean, that's what I've been doing with Game Pass and saving money.
2: Right. You know. So, and and I think they've got like Sundered, and they've got a bunch of a bunch of the other smaller indie games, but they've been updating that over
0: time, and they've. If you give it a shot, you should let us know what's on there because, like, the reason I've been doing, I've I've spoke. Like, I'm not an Xbox fanboy by any means. I mean, I've got all the systems, right? Except for the Switch, just for money reasons, I guess. But I started doing that out of a wish to save some money. And Jason, you do it now too, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Vermintide's on there. And there's a bunch of other stuff. And, like, the games they've been curating so far are either new releases or indie releases that most of them I would buy. Like, Below's on there, and I haven't tried it out yet. But that was... It's either a liked or hated game right now, but it's twenty four dollars on Steam, right graveyard keepers on there that's nineteen ninety nine on Steam mm-hmm. yep. Kingdoms two crowns is on there that's in regular kingdoms, and I think new lands might not be on there, but anyways, that game's normally twenty bucks or fifteen bucks or whatever right and there's all these little games that are on there that are really worth it um if you like those types of games, and it's worth looking at. Um, to see if it's something that will work for you, but it saved me quite a bit of money as I, what I typically do on Steam, because I'm a, an addict, addict of video games, is I spend about a $100 a month on these titles and try several of them, and then end up liking like half of them. So this has saved me a lot of that, of trying stuff out, because, I mean, let's face it, consoles, for the most part nowadays, are just basically computers with limited access to different games. But like, a lot of these indie titles go on Xbox and on PlayStation. So it's really easy to do that mixed with Steam sales and then the occasional AAA that I buy, and I've, you know, I've spent very little on extra games that I would normally spend a lot of money on. And there's a few things that I can't do. I'll talk a little bit about VR here in a minute, but that's one of the things I can't do on it. But that aside, like it's just saved me so much money lately, and I've I've really enjoyed the curation. There's like 15 titles that I've actively played off Game Pass in the last six months, and that's quite a bit, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. no, it's and that's why I was looking at the at Nitro for, uh, you know, for this because there's quite a bit of different games that's available in, uh, you know, in this, and I'm not big on the idea of having yet another launcher but because i have you know i I use discord for the warframe clan uh it's already installed on my computer and you know having access to these games plus the emotes because of of course if you get discord nitro you get gif emotes and stuff like that so i mean that's a big thing on you know in discord anymore um it, it's it's just nice to have a, uh, a a set of curated games, and it's not necessarily what I would have expected if you'd asked me two years ago what I would recommend. But you know, things like Game Pass and Discord Nitro with you know with curated games where you have a subscription and you have access to games that rotate out or rotate in. Yep. Um, that is a really great option for, say, like modern day rentals. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's kind of the reason why I was looking into it. And of course, I mean, you look at it, it's 10 bucks a month, it's $120 a year. If you spend, you know, if you spend that much on, you know, on games every year, I guess, that's, uh, that's, indie games are kind of hit and miss too. So, you know, you can find a really good indie game and you can find some really shit indie games. Uh, it looks like the ones that they've curated are quality games like FTL is on there, Factorio is on there, things like that. Um, you know, so you can, uh, you know, you can really get some things. Uh, the other other bonuses is that they've added Warframe to the uh, uh, to the list of games. Yeah. And uh, if you have Discord Nitro, you can get some extra Platinum for uh, logging in, you know, through Nitro. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, that's basically, you know, uh, it's about $10 worth of Platinum. Okay. And it's kind of my reasoning for this is, okay, I can get $10 worth of Platinum for Warframe if I spend $10 on Nitro for a month. And then I would have access to these games for a month. So, you know, that's kind of a bonus. Uh, that That's my my train of thought. You know, and if I like it, I continue on. If I don't, I turn it off. It's, you know, it's just like any other subscription service. But, you know, there's not a whole lot of good subscription services outside of, like, you know, Game Pass. Yep.
1: Yeah, you
2: know, so. And uh, really...
1: <clears throat> um I can say this about Game Pass. I mean, I've looked at and we all have. We've all looked at pretty much every subscription game service that's come out there um ever, really. Uh and this one's not only the most complete. Mm. Um but it's also the most functional one as well. Um, you know, ex- Xbox, while they're, uh, while Microsoft Xbox plans in the future to do a, a, a streaming type rental service, which I believe they have a much better infrastructure for than any company that's tried it in the past, um, the fact that they actually allow you to fully download the game, and play it as long as it's on the service allows you a much more functional game than similar subscription services in the past
2: yeah you know and this is it's very similar for you know I for mean, the for discord Nitro, you know, you like end up- uh,
1: half the time when you when you did the same thing uh through gamefly when oh, they right, offered right. it uh half the time you can't get the dang game downloaded <laughs>
2: right there's their their system Um, was bad
1: their their system was just horrible and then there were some games they tried to do that like half download half run off of the servers kind of thing and that didn't work either so i mean just game pass is a complete product the games they have on there uh their rotating library so far has been pretty freaking good yeah, and I haven't had any there, major complaints. There's not a whole lot for disappointment there, and they try to keep in mind you're not going to like every game that's on it. I mean, you you never right, are but with there's this a type really of system, but there's a really decent selection. There's a very broad selection, and they do that on purpose because they're trying to put a game on Game Pass that everybody's going to like. You know, there there's yeah. a game there for everybody,
2: right? Um. There's, you know, it's and it's, I
1: applaud Microsoft for their focus on that.
2: Well, if they want to continue, you know, it's it's a good way to continue, you know, to provide games and it's, of course, it's kind of buying into the whole games as a service thing, because uh, that's exactly what you're buying into is you're buying into a subscription service for games. Yeah. Um. But you know, for and me, and the price
1: point isn't bad.
2: But for me, I mean. Thinking about my past, I spent $15 a month playing a game, you know, when I was playing WoW, you know, so, Yep. It, and, and that game basically sucked the soul out of my body and fucking stomped on the ground with it. But, uh, it's, uh, you know, seeing this kind of a service where you don't necessarily have to outright buy a game and be fucking, you know, boned if the game sucks, uh, I I think it's just the, you know, it's it's going to end up being the way that things go. I mean, sure, you're still going to buy games, yep. You know, and you're still going to have the digital downloads, and not all the games that you're going uh, that you want to play are going to be on these you know, on these types of passes. Uh, but it gives a good way to get indie games out to people who wouldn't normally buy indie games because of the inherent risk of indies, you know.
0: Well, and Graveyard Keeper is one of those games.
2: Right. Graveyard Keeper is a a good example of one of those things that is a risk, but I I recommend it because fuck if it doesn't (laughs) suck every bit of your time away.
0: (laughs) I'm going to speak a little bit about my—
1: Well, and I just want to add this. Anybody out there is inherently scared of— indie games in general let me throw this out there there is a good number of indie games out there that if you look and they are available on all three platforms xbox steam and playstation or even just xbox and steam at the same time it there there's a good chance that that game's actually pretty decent whether or not it's your cup of tea that that's up to you, but generally, the ones that are available both on Xbox and Steam are well yeah. put together games. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. If, the if...
1: The quality of indie games over the last five years has increased significantly,
2: and and that's kind of the reason. If you look back at what we've what we play, I mean, we play our fair share of uh, of triple A's. I mean, everybody's going to be hyped about something, you know, and. We're we're not really gonna type, talk about right now what what we're hyped out for. Well, I mean, I just started
0: but... Dark three, so I mean, at some point, I'll be talking about that,
2: right? But those are you know those are the big AAA games. Those are the <clears> ones <throat> that hit the news. You you hear about it you know well well ahead of time, things of that you nature. You see ads, right? Uh, but I mean, if you hadn't looked at Graveyard Keeper, you know, or even heard of this game, you know, you're you're missing out on you know on a on a a damn decent indie game, you know, and, you know, games like sundered while I couldn't, you know, while it pisses me off to play that game every so often, the game is beautiful and I can appreciate the amount of work that goes into it, you know, and that's kind of the things, you know, that's why I play a lot more, you know, you know, indie games than I do triple A's because I appreciate the indie games a lot more. Oh yeah. It's it's a weird thing, but you know, you you're playing a fairly simple game when it comes down to how it's built or, you know, or whatever. You know, it's not it's not super engineered with freaking like, you know, Unreal, you know, engine or anything like that. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just a pixel art game like fucking, you know, you know, pretty much anything else I play, but that has its own little, you know, it's got its own quality, you know, and and I, and I feel better about picking up these types of games because it's those developers that are pushing new ideas. They're uh, they're pushing the boundaries of games, whereas if you look at the AAA games, even in the past, you know, few years, they're using a formula, and that formula is starting to fail. And that's kind of where we're at in AAA right now, and they're, you know, well, the com- big companies do, do p- big AAA games. They can't afford to take the risks that the indie games do.
1: Here, here's what I'll say to that: They are following the big developers for the last couple of years have been following the uh, the same sort of path that the indie games have. with Early early Access. I mean, when you think about it, when Early Access first started, the vast, 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 vast majority of those games that were Early Access were indie games. And really, they were trying to drum up enough money to really finish off the game, right? So go buy this in Early Access at discount, Help us raise the money to finish the game, right? Right. Um, I feel like they're... big developers are starting to do early access, but they're also tightening up their they're tightening up their deployment schedules, and then doing these updates to finish the game afterwards, and that's really ruining the quality of them.
2: Well, they're not billing it as early access and oh, early no. access is kind of, that's kind of a double-edged sword too, because a lot of early access games do actually fail. Uh, and some of them, you know, actually do finish based off of the, the money that they, you know, the up from the early access. I mean, you know, Subnautica probably wouldn't have, you know, jumped off the ground if it hadn't done early access, but, and it turned out to be a really damn decent game. Um, that said, not you know, un, you know, releasing a game before it's ready is not always the best solution, uh, no. even even for indie games. Even
1: if you have to push the release date back, push and, it back and finish it.
2: And I've told that you, to people who are pissed off. At, oh fuck! What was the game that was? Uh, uh, there was people that were pissed off about fucking Crackdown. Uh, I told them, you know, calm the fuck down. If they determine that it's not fucking ready, you know it's not fucking ready, and then well, or
1: bring it up again as much as we have the last couple of years, it they could totally push No Man's Sky back another six months.
2: They could have. I mean, I, sure. I was kind of built into the fucking hype on that. You know, I, that was the 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 last big you know last release that I kind of drank the Kool Aid on. Uh, and of course that was the time that, you know, that opened my eyes to, Hey, this Kool-Aid is toxic. Uh, so, uh, it was, uh, it could have probably, you know, it could have released a year out, you know, afterwards. But the thing is, uh, this is where the double-edged sword comes in. They wouldn't have known what was broken in that game until the players actually played it.
1: That's true too.
2: You know, and, uh, and games that release a full release that fall flat and then the developer says yeah we really you know we realize this needs to be fixed give us some time and then they go they actually do fix it they kind of redeem themselves in a bit you know no man's sky was a little different because there was a a, a lot of lies and shit like that was you know it was spread around before its release uh, and it wasn't exactly what was shown uh, at you know at the E3, so it's it's kind of a special case. But uh, there there is that's that's where the double edged sword comes in. I mean, you do want people playing your game, and a lot of the times these developers come up with really cool ideas on paper that don't work so well in game. Yeah. And, that's true too. You know, and, and that's actually very close to what uh what Warframe's development cycle's like too, because they'll come up with a new weapon or warframe and they'll be like, okay, we're gonna do this. It's got this abilities, these abilities. People play it and they're like, this doesn't feel right. And they take that uh that feedback and say, Okay, let's make a change. And you know, most of the time it changes for the better. It, you know, it works better, it feels better, it you know, it has better synergies. You know, so yeah, I don't want uh, an early release like Fallout 76 where it's a glorified fucking stress test. What I would want is them to actually do a real fucking beta, wait six months, and then fix all the things that was brought up in the beta before it's released. Not two weeks, six months. You know, give it some time. Cook that fucker a little bit more. Give me a finished product.
0: Yep. So I was going to kind of start to say one of the things that I did this last few days is I got that mixed reality headset. And I can say that I'm not disappointed in the least. Oh, man. Um, I had to do a lot of altercations to get this thing to work. And I'll explain that. It's not the headset's fault. It's my not knowing my rig enough fault. I had 3.0. Um, USB ports on my computer but for whatever reason that board is not recognized by Windows drivers and because it's not win- recognized by Windows drivers headset didn't recognize it either. Oh wonderful. Um, I needed 10 gigs of free space and it only wanted to install on my C drive and I had nowhere to put if people probably don't know this but I've had a C drive that is micro C drive. It's it is stupid. big enough for the size of Windows and I have the download folder and everything set to a different drive but Things that have to install to a native drive, I spent two hours looking for a way to change the install directory until I said, finally, I just said, "Fuck it." I'm going instead of doing this, I'm going to go see what I can get, how much I can get an SSD for, and I needed a new uh, new ports for the 3.0, so I ran to a local computer store that sells used stuff as well as new stuff. And I picked up a PCI Express card with 3.0 ports on it. It has four on it, which I was like, that's "That's overkill, whatever. I will spend $30 on that. And I said, do you guys got any SSDs? He's like, yeah, we actually have a whole bunch of them left over. He's like, I've got a cheap one if you want to add it. And I kind of told him what I was doing. He's like, how's 128 gigs for $20? And I said, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I was like, that is a great price. I don't even care. He's like, it's SATA 6. Okay. And he's like, I'll throw you in the cable too.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Okay.
0: So I did that. And then I had to, I haven't messed with Windows 10 and how it formats drives or anything like that. So I had to figure out how to partition. Um, so I cloned my drive, right? right? So I cloned the C drive over and I figured I can just move everything over, but it had extra space and Windows recovery. I'm not going to go into like gritty details, but basically it partitions extra spots for that. And I couldn't get that gone. So, I had to figure out how to command line, delete all that stuff so it would use the rest of the space. So, I did that. could have told you that. Um, Well, you were asleep because it was the middle of the day. Gotcha. Um, So, I went and I very quickly figured out how to do that, got everything partitioned, and then got it working. I was like, yes, finally, now I have another 60 gigs on my drive. So, of course, I filled it up with shit, but not everything. Like, I still have space. Um, But... Then I, you know, of course, installing the 3.0 ports was a fucking breeze. You just plug it in and then download drivers like, boom, done. Boom, done. You know, 10 minutes later, it's up and ready to go. Um, so anyways, I got all that shit rearranged. um, And then I finally got my Windows Mixed Reality set going. And then I, I, being the cheap bastard I am, bought the cheapest fucking Bluetooth adapter ever. And I had to find drivers for that. I was like, son of a bitch. And this thing didn't even come with drivers. I bought it used on Amazon for $5. Right. (laughs) So I had to figure out this like super like 12th party device, like how to get it working. And then I figured it out. And then of course, now the controller is like after I've got them to where it would recognize Bluetooth, anything, I finally just went with default drivers, which is whatever, what I should have done to begin with. Um, Got it working, and now everything pairs to it, so that's great now I have a Bluetooth adapter on my computer. that's one thing the headset didn't come with it didn't come with a Bluetooth adapter
2: but it came with the controllers. yes, no but bluetooth the, adapter, but the controllers are bluetooth and it doesn't have a bluetooth adapter okay Correct. but most
0: I spent a hundred and fifty dollars on this but
2: most of you know most modern pcs you know most modern uh uh Box PCs. You know, system, you know, like the... Most pre-built
0: PCs already have a Bluetooth adapter.
2: You know, most laptops have, you know, Bluetooth adapters. uh, And I think my motherboard actually has one built onto it.
0: Um, Well, this is an old case that I have gutted and put stuff in and gutted and put stuff in. So, got the adapter, right? And then finally got that fucker working. Now everything pairs to it. That's great because I can pair my Xbox controller to it now, too, without a cord. Hell yeah. So, that's great. But finally got all that shit working now. And now I just turn the controllers on and it works. Um, I'm rubbing on an overclocked 970, which is not a new card you can get for extremely cheap. Yeah. Um, but it is still working very well for me. It's I got it out. Trent gave it to me to as a loaner till I got a new card, basically, um, after my Titan blew up. So, But it works. And it's mildly overclocked. I don't have it overclocked to anything stupid, like 100 hertz. Um, but, uh, so I've got that and, you know, 16 gigs of Ram on an old motherboard with an old I seven, like not a special rig, right? but it, it's a finely tuned rig. So finally get this up and running. I have to kind of figure out what windows mixed reality is like. And then windows mixed reality is basically just windows VR. It's their branding for everything that will happen and turn into mixed reality. The Acer headset I have has a higher resolution than an Oculus. Um, but it's significantly cheaper. It originally retailed for about $400 last year, but there was nothing on it, so nobody bought it. There was nothing you could do with it other than run a handful of apps on the Windows Store, which is why it wasn't a very popular device. Recently, this last year, 2018, um, Steam started providing mixed-reality support, and now basically anything that works with Vive works with this, with natively, without a lot of dicking around to make it work like there hasn't been a lot of like me going through config files or anything to there's only been one instance of that and i'll explain it it's because this particular game really doesn't work well on vr for any system it's just kind of wrapped around it okay um but so after i got it up and running i my friend tj have been playing a shitload of seven days to die with and i won't go into that but i've been playing a fuckload of alpha 17 uh, between matt and tj and tj now has a server so Playing him with him my friend Dustin, the old WoW buddies as well. Um, um, but he started. we set up family sharing, and I've got access to his VR games because he's been talking about VR for a year now. Right. So I started trying out VR games, and I was like, well, I'm going to try this one, I'm going to try this one, I'm going to try this one. Like, to figure out, because it's in the middle of Steam, Steam sale time, so I was going to figure out what games I wanted to buy, so I just grabbed a shitload. Um, I'm only I'm not going to list, like, all 4,000 of them that I tried. <laughs> But I will list the most notable ones, and I'll talk about the one you guys tried last. Um, First of all, I did try Elite Dangerous in VR. Um, That had to be amazing. I'm going to explain my experience. That's the the game that we had to... That was the game that I played the most of in VR. Okay. Um, There's a couple of weird issues that happen with headsets where sometimes it loses track of the controller altogether um and it's a setting on your audio settings that causes it to like fuck up weird um it has to do with 3d audio and i like one of the 3d audio settings doesn't work with most headsets for some reason and then just you lose right access control on a controller it's a really weird thing to lose but i had to do some digging to figure that out anyways here's my experience with lead i went through the training missions to make sure i learned knew how to fly before i blew up my ship um but I will say that if you've played any Elite, you know the Sidewinder is the littlest ship, right? And so the training missions kind of start you off in the Sidewinder. The Sidewinder kind of feels like you're in a Honda Civic, um, space-wise. Yeah. You can see the floor. Your feet are almost on the floor. The dash is about the size of a, a small car. Um, the top of the cockpit is right above your head. Um, it is tiny as fuck. Um, but it is, it's kind of fun. You know, like I was like, oh, this is immersive as hell. Um, I like this. And again, you just heard my rig. I played it on VR ultra settings and it ran fine. Sweet. Um, So I was like, well, I'm going to have to do more of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tried the dogfighting simulator part of it to check to see if I knew how to fight. Did a little bit of that. And I was like, okay, I feel pretty comfortable with this now that I can kind of look beyond the cockpit a little bit and kind of track things naturally. I'm a, I'm a better shot. Like, I did the simulator for just the fixed-wing uh, fighter craft you can install on ships, you know, that don't have any gimbaled weapons, so it doesn't auto-aim any, and was able to aim fairly okay with an Xbox controller and shoot shit down. I felt really good about that. I was like, this, this is a game-changer. Um, so then I loaded up the real game and started playing. And, of course, the first thing I do is not dogfight. I just get in a—I don't have—I'm not at a level of some of the people that listen to the show. Mm. Um, and I had to restart this game. So this is a new game that I started when I got Horizon. So I had a uh, an issue with my account, and basically had to start all the way over. Right. So the biggest freighter that I have is a Type Six, and it's decent. It's a decent ship, and I have it modded to give me 108 spots without shields. If you, if
2: so you so feel I like could, flying bricks,
0: yeah, yeah. Cool. But here's the cool thing about the flying brick: the cockpit on that thing is massive as hell. Of course it it is. feels like. So it's like it's got a little walkway. So, like, now that you're in a VR space, you can kind of explore what a cockpit looks like. And it's like the chair is on a plank in the middle of, like, a cliff. You look down, and and 10 feet below you is the bottom of the cockpit. And you look up, and 10 feet above you is the top of the cockpit. It is a huge bubble. It is a massive bubble. And you do not get that sense of scale when you're playing that on a regular screen. No. It is huge. And I started playing. I was like, this is fucking, I, I'm okay with my school bus. Like, this is pretty fucking cool. Oh, I wonder what the Asp Explorer is like. Um, uh, I, I haven't tried the Asp, but I've, I'm getting to a point where I'm probably going to buy some more ships. But, like, just the sense of scale on the thing was amazing. Even my, I have a couple of different Cobra. I have a Mark III and a Mark IV Cobra, the, one of the other starter, fighter, freighter, right. you know, smuggler ships, right? So I was kidding out a Mark IV for mining. Um, and I didn't get all the way into mining. There's a, that's a way more complex than I ex, ex, There's four different mining tools now. Yeah. And then uh, you've got, and then you then you got, got Extra Olympics, cracked. and you've got all the sorts of different view modes. And, like, I cracked one, and I was like, that was cool as shit. But, like, aside from that, I went, I'll just have to get back to this. But, um, yeah. like, the Cobra has an extra, like, co-pilot seat, which you can actually put somebody else in. But, like, the sense of scale, like, my not skinny ass looking at that skinny little dude, just like, <laughs> man, I got a lot of, I've got a long, long ways to go here. Right. <laughs> this guy weighs like half my weight. This is like, I'm playing a stick figure. That's what terrible. it feels like. He feels so small. But the sense of scale of the cockpits is a, an amazing thing. Now, here's some notable things in VR. I'm playing at a max resolution for VR, and the max resolution for VR still. I'm sure there's some things I can do to help with anti-aliasing, and I know in Steam VR settings you can supersample more. And my card will not supersample beyond base clock settings on most of the games. Hmm. Um, so that's something maybe you would experience if you had VR in your stupid rig. But it's but not you can overly stupid. But anymore. you can double sample everything if you wanted to.
2: I and mean, that probably would help.
0: But it does look a little bit jaggy. It would be the same as playing at. When you're in VR, the resolution for space and everything in it looks lower than 1080.
2: Wow. It's not okay. as sharp.
0: It's not as sharp. And it's it's part of the screen door effect. And if you look into VR, you understand what the screen door effect is. But you have to get a higher resolution than normal to get past it. Um, and this has one of the highest resolutions available. So I know that in Oculus, it looks the same. I know that in Vive, it looks pretty much the same. Um, but you have to oversample it to get it to look even cleaner. And that requires a very powerful rig. Right. Um, But I didn't have any frame rate issues. And that was the point. Like, if you get low frame rate in VR, it will give you a headache really quick. So I got that set up as best I could. um, And it looks very good still, even with that. Like, we're not talking like a shitty looking game still. It's still a very good looking game. Mm. But it looks like I have anti aliasing turned down. That's the best way to explain it. Huh. Okay. And then if you've played PC games, you understand that's the, the jaggies. Right. If you've watched a lot of videos, it has some jaggies, uh, most notable when you have a spinning starport and you have a whole lot of little points of light spinning. That's when I see it. When things start lining up, you get rid of it. But like, it's, it's so immersive. Like I quickly forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and wasn't much of a focus at all. Um, yeah. Right. Like, the ships still look very clean when you go into, like, third-person view and look around it. And, of course, third-person view in VR is also just, like, amazing. Like, I've got, you know, a flight computer on one of my ships, and I would, anytime I'd hit the flight, the auto-landing procedure auto-dock computer, you go the- I'd go out to third-person view well in VR and yeah. watch my ship. It just looks so cool.
2: You Uh, you got 360 degree view of everything.
0: Yeah, and that's just, that's such a game changer, and it doesn't have any weird black box or anything behind you. Everything is fully there. There's a reset HMD button. I think default is like F12, but in Steam, that's take a screenshot, so I set it to like F2. (laughs) Um, So that would help you. Like, I tend to lean back in my chair a lot when I play, so I just started leaning back, and then I'd lock it, and then just reset HMD for me, lean back with my controller while I played. Um, But I played a lot of... did a lot of space trucking, and I was having a blast listening to Game of the Year podcast while I was space trucking. Sweet. Um, huge experience. Subnautica. Huge potential. Okay. This is the one that's janky. All right. Will run in VR pretty easy. What it doesn't do is set the view right. What I mean by that is if you've played Subnautica, you know you pull up a PDA to pull up your inventory. Well, imagine if that PDA was four inches from your face. <laughs> um that is really how i read my pda it's super close to your face and then any of the messages or any of the subtext or any of the controls are right on the edge of your vision so right at the top because the fov said it like 60 or right below and you can't put your eyes down like imagine trying to look at your chin and if you try to look at your chin or your mustache or if you don't have a mustache try your chin um, then you can't quite see it unless you like you have to bend at a weird angle like I was taking the goggles and trying to turn them down oh wow, so I could see it and that, of course that wasn't working I was, I was like oh yeah the FOV's all fucked so I started looking around and you have to go into the console every time that you get it and it's finicky because you can't see what you're typing and type exactly FOV100 or FOV90 to get the FOV spread out so you can see around and when you use your little hand propelled diving uh, submarine thing you yeah. know, to go faster. It gets right in your face and you can't see around it so you pop it out to go faster and then unequip it so you can see around you. Then pop it to go faster and then oh, unequip that's it. That's not good. Um, but it runs smooth uh, <laughs> but not at ultra settings. It did not run at ultra settings on my rig. It ran at uh, medium settings but medium settings even with that game is a very good looking game and because of the art style it still works very well. Mm-hmm. Swimming around um, it lets you use your head to turn but also uses your controls. But you could push forward and look down and dive down. Okay. You just, you just tilt your head down, and then now you're swimming down. But everything's way easier to see, which I noticed. Um, also, way fucking scarier. Oh, yeah. Uh, f- f- going in a dark cave in the middle of the night with your flashlight has never been so fucking scary underwater. I imagine. Uh, Holy shit. I built shit. a really basic base. Like, it's still fun. I understand the controls, and I understand that I can go into my – basically your quest log to see the entries for what was talked about by the computer. Right. And can hear it, but, like, it's super fucking immersive. But, yeah, like, there's some things that need to be fixed for that game to work right in VR.
2: Can you imagine the fucking... Oh, have you even beaten that game?
0: I had a... Something shitty happen. So when I logged shit back in VR, my game was gone. Oh. And I was, like, see, seven-eighths of the way through the game.
2: See, I've beaten that game, and I've seen the end... Uh, i mean i've seen the last bit of the game uh and i can just imagine going through the fucking lava caves in vr that place with the
0: dragons and everything
2: oh fuck that that place was fucking stressful as hell even in my you know and one of the reasons why it was goddamn stressful is because you spent so much fucking time building the fucking you know submarine
0: when I heard the the HMD or the, you know, the headset setting for the submarine, it has the cockpit almost in your face, too. So, like, that's,
2: Ugh.
0: that's, I'm going to wait a little while, but I understand. I've played enough of that game. I've gone almost to the very, 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 very end. So yeah. I understand enough to talk about it when we do our game of the year. But, yeah, in VR, super fucking immersive. I will tell you that game is great in VR. Again, another game I already owned it had a VR mode. Um, I tried, uh... Um, House of the Rising Sun in VR. That game is built for VR. Right. It is Battlestar Galactica Starship Fighter um, in VR with some blocky graphics and it. It has a cool tactical mode that lets you see the ships, so it extrapolates your view way out, so you can kind of look around your ship that looks like it's about micro-machine sized, and then you go into the cockpit, and of course the sounds are all muted, kind of like Battlestar, like you're in space, so you don't hear anything other than what Sound it produces inside a cockpit. Right. Super cool. And, of course, flying around in that was great. Um, Another game that I tried out and now definitely own, uh, it's a game called Gorn. That's made by uh, Devolver Digital. Gorn. Gorn is a violent gladiator arena game with rubber weapons. And the rubber weapons, the reason it works is it has a sense of weight and smack to it. So imagine if you took a foam like uh, like pool tube, right? Right. And you added some lead weights then and then you smacked people with it, right? Like you'd see <laughs> the bend as it flopped and smacked. That's what Gorn is like. Um, you move really stupid but fun. You take you hold down a couple of the that's the back buttons on the Windows controller, you hold it, and you like caveman crawl with it. So you like move your arms in a weird locomotion, you look like an ape when you're like walking around. Ooh. So you knuckle drag your way everywhere. Um <laughs> and just like wiggle around and that's how you move and that's it's called Gorn controls. Okay. It's meant so you have to kind of lean around to not get hit and you don't zip around the battlefield at all. It's it's meant for that. Um I feel like it's very entertaining and after I got used to it, I had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of ducking and there's a lot of eyeballs squishing and a lot of, uh, <laughs> smacking people in the head with maces or stabbing them in the face with weird rebels, rebel rubber swords or skewering people. But it's, uh, yeah, you usually just gives like, I had a mace. And I was swinging it, and I was swinging it and, swinging it, and swinging it, and swinging it, and swinging it until, like, you know, I'd just use it like a propeller in front of me <laughs> to keep, or no, it's not, it's a flail, right? So it would spin this flail in front of me like a propeller to keep people, like, they'd start to swing, and they'd come close to hit me, and they'd hit the, the flail as it was spinning around. And then I'd take my left <laughs> hand and come across with a big old mace and hit them. Uh. Uh, it's stupid, but it's really fun. I um, you know, can't recommend Gorn enough. That was uh that's a great VR experience and it doesn't make you sick because you're not moving that fast. You're moving really fucking slow. I got past VR sickness. That's a huge thing for me because that's was one of my fears. Right. Um I will tell you how I did it. It's in no way am I a doctor. Um I will say that Dramamine has saved my life.
2: Way to go, <laughs> asshole.
0: Uh, I mean, Jason needs to paper towels.
2: Jason yeah. needs to fucking not fucking spill Something shit that... on my fucking computer dick face uh, the... hopefully i don't hit the power button asshole right,
1: right. yeah my rockstar can
2: kind of slipped out of my
0: hand so i'll be right back dickhead i'm gonna uh, fucking like continue well... so i'll i'll speak about some other things yeah. while jason's gone give me some fucking um, paper towels you dick face uh I tried everspace in vr everspace in vr for some reason has a lot of trouble launching I don't understand, and then when it does launch, it has some trouble with getting set to the right resolution, and it has a hard time, like... It runs significantly worse in VR than it does on my PC. Like, significantly worse. Huh. Um. So I have resorted to playing most of Everspace in regular R. Um, good game, though. I mean, I just recently started playing that again, and it's pretty great. Um. I will say that I tried, no surprises here, of Skyrim in VR. Vyram. Vyram. Cruise Road D. But Skyrim in VR on PC is, uh, it is, I'm going to sound very Master Race, but it's uh, way superior. Um, yeah, that is, like, I'm to the point right now, I'm probably going to sell my PSVR copy of that or give it to somebody. Yeah. Um. In PSVR, the resolution is pretty low. Um, there's a lot of dithering. There's a lot of weird smoothing that goes on. A lot of things that they do to make that game work. Here's
1: your, your poor, your poor recording partner would
2: gladly take the PSVR. No, he's not getting rid of his PSVR. He's just getting rid of the game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but here's nice the, try. Here's the thing, though, with uh, Skyrim. Re- me for trying. Skyrim VR supports mods, and there are mods made specifically for VR for that game, and I have it set up in such a way that it looks pretty damn good, almost to the point that I had it without regular R, you know, in regular regular space, right? Right. And it's smooth, and it looks good, and it runs well, and I got to the point where I could just move around like a normal, well, a tank person, but... You're not pointing because there's thumbsticks on the mixed reality headset. Right. I'm just moving it like I would move it on a controller. So and that still, works.
2: You're still driving the human.
0: Still driving a human, but I'm driving a human in all axes and doing pretty good at it. Like I upped the difficulty because I wasn't teleporting anymore. I'm playing it on like a step above normal because it's back to regular Skyrim. And yeah, the the weapons don't have the same kind of weight, and you can kind of tickle your way around things. But I'm playing it with magic and archery, um, and magic is really fucking cool in VR. Um, I bet. Uh, you know, just pretending I'm fucking Emperor Palpatine, and I'm just shocking the shit out of everything. Just uh, building up that destruction skill. So when you're when you're doing the whole uh, uh,
2: doing the whole bow thing with archery, you end up doing the drawback. Yeah. So you click the, the trigger to drop back, and you release the trigger to yeah, fire Yeah, and it. when
0: your controllers get close enough, the arrow goes where it needs to go, right? And then you know you need to pull the trigger? Uh-huh. And the aiming is very – it's not like you've got a sight. Like, you get used to where the sight should be and what the drop should be. Right. I'm pretty accurate with it. Like, I'm so when feeling you're, pretty good about it. So when you go into sneak mode, you
2: don't actually have to crouch, do you? No, you okay. click you Cause so that would the, suck.
0: <laughs> the way the the way the the natural movement controls work is you take your right thumbstick and just drop it down. Uh-huh. So not click it but just click or press down back button basically. Uh-huh. And when you jump you click it up to jump. Okay. So you flip it up to jump, flip it down to drop and then you use that for your strafe and the other is your other 6 degrees of motion all over. Gotcha. So, yeah, and it becomes pretty <clears throat> and because it's right on the thumbs, you can still swing a sword or aim while you're doing it. Okay. The way the favorites menu works, because it still does the pause and then favorites, right? Mm-hmm. The trackpads on that have four directions on each of them. So you click the trackpad to hit favorites, and then you just you know scroll down to where you want, and then click it, and then you got it, right? Right. When you're in menus, you use the right trackpad to navigate all the menus, or to, to favorite, unfavorite, do all that stuff, you know, click it, click the middle button to get all, and, like, you get super used to it. I was jumping into that pretty damn quick. But now that I've gotten past, with a lot of drama me in the first couple of days, it was making me sleepy because that's kind of what that does, um, and a lot of uh, C-bands, uh, I've gotten to the point where I don't need any of that. So none of that makes me sick now that I'm used to doing it. Um, another pro tip I will say for, I say pro tip, but another tip that I should say for Skyrim is I played it seated for most of the time. And the way to do that is there's a setting in the VR settings to set your floor height. And it naturally resets the HMD to wherever your head is. So, like, if you set it down and then pick it back up, it doesn't think that you're traveling underground. Um, It seems to figure out pretty quickly where you're at. So, seated, it does put you shorter. Then you adjust your height setting. I just walked up next to somebody and then adjusted it until I was about their height so it wasn't weird. The only problem is, is when you stand up, you're, like, three feet taller than everybody. You didn't want to play as a hobbit? That's how it started, and I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Why are you so like, tall? Like, I'm staring at everybody's crotch. Like, it's <laughs> weird. Why
2: are you so tall?
0: But, uh, yeah, I've, I went through the first major dungeon with that, right? Just I wanted to play it and see what it was like, and I have a lot of... I downloaded, like, 40 mods, and it was all texture stuff, you know, just, like, different... The unofficial Skyrim patches there on PC for VR. Because you can't play a Bethesda game without mods. Well, especially Skyrim, like it's especially as old as that game is, you wanna play it mod. So I've got a bunch of four K textures and stuff like that. And it looks good. It's a it is the best looking dungeon crawl game that I have. Um I played a game called uh, Chronic Carnage, Carnage Chronicles. And that was I think I'm saying that right. I'm gonna have to look it up. That's not it's it's not the total name for the game, but it's uh what the fuck is that called? Why? It was. I was genuinely looking through stuff that was rated high. That was the. Uh, that was the. Um. Uh. The the dungeon crawler with uh with with buddies in VR, right? It's single player too. Mm-hmm. Wow. It sets up dungeons for you. But it plays very good. It, it was plays a super it's, blocky one though, right? It looks more like a Zelda. Okay. That's the best way. The art style is very similar to like a darker Zelda. Um, but it plays extremely well. The controls are very well. Now, it, I haven't figured out the natural movement very well with it. So I'm doing a lot of teleporting, and there's a minor adjustment where you can kind of walk slowly using the track trackpads um, that I've used to kind of get minor adjustments. But it's very quick on the—is that the right name for that? Yeah, Carnage Chronicles there's a very quick switch on your weapons and you just look down at your tool belt to like pick your inventory and move things around. Um, has a whole full built in story. It's still kind of in access right now or being developed or something like that. Gotcha. But it had a lot of positive reviews for games that did combat well. And the, the sword, it, it literally has a tutorial that says no tickling allowed. Like it, it says you have to swing your sword fast enough to make a good hit, and when you make a good hit, then you're going to get better damage. So you have to stab hard, you have to swing hard, you have to you have to put some weight behind. It. Of course, it has a rumble feature every time you hit something, so you know you hit it. But like you also have to block and parry and things like that too, and it works pretty well. Um, I was I like the sword combat in it. I like the bow combat. I got pretty good at the bow combat to where I could. Use the bow at a distance, and then things would come in. the The hardest thing for me in Skyrim and in this, it was really difficult in spy- Skyrim. Uh, spiders. I'm not a huge fan of spiders to begin with, not to the point the Rusty is, but um, the spiders. Uh, there was a lot of them. there's a lot of spots early on in the game that had big spider yep. nests. Yep, and they would just like come at you and attack your face. Yeah, I know. and so you had to like parry them when they jumped up or no. slice down to cut them. And I got pretty good as soon as I saw them of pulling out my bow and rapid firing like a I look probably look like an idiot out of VR. but I'm just like, that's draw shoot, draw shoot, draw shoot, draw shoot. And I got really good at hitting a moving spider with a bow.' Because <laughs> fuck that. That's one of the things. And like it surprised me. I got to this area and it was like the music changed. And out of this big hole comes a huge black widow. And it's like, oh, fuck this. And there's like a, there's a very quick back step that you can do without teleporting. You like just click back, and it moves you back like five feet. So I move back, move back, until I'm against the wall. And I was like, fuck, I can't go any further. I'm just going to have to hold my shield up. And every time it raises those legs, block with a shield, stab. Block with a shield, stab. And it was intense. Um, if you remember in Skyrim, that very first dungeon, you have the big spider. Yep. Um, I got really good at leading him to the hole that he could not get in and then shooting him in the face. So I lit him on fire as he was dropping down. And then when he got to the hole, like, he looks really good in VR. Too good. Fuck. You can see the shit dripping nope. off his fangs and None. it was, oh, it was so intense. Nope. Um, nope. But I nope. fired all, I, if he, if it had hitbox location, I shot all of its eyes out. Because it was just a pincushion of arrows all across where oh, the eyes were. I, I, imagine. I was so accurate. Like, I just, it's so immersive. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, um, no sp- spiders in VR? Not happening. I won't jump into every little thing that I did, but I will say I've got I got two more I'm going to talk about before the main one. I'll make it very quick. Okay. Um. Does anybody here remember Descent? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's two games like Descent that are both equally good. Oh, God. Um, There is sub-level Zero Redux that I already had. Okay. That in VR is very great, but it has a much, very much a retro feel. Almost feels like Descent, and it's uh, roguelike that kind of builds out levels. um, And you kind of build upgrades on the fly. Okay. Very good. And there's Overload that I'm borrowing right now, and Overload's one of the games he had, and it is a much cleaner, better-looking game that also plays very much like Descent, that has better flight controls. So there's like a move up move down with your bumpers with sub-level zero and this doesn't have it, it just kind of auto-corrects and then you can hit a couple of buttons to turn. And it does very well with its level design. It looks very clean um, and looks really cool. Like it's a really good Descent type game in VR and it plays very much the same.
2: Descent is the
0: first game that made me actually chuck. Well, imagine in VR. I... Can only takes, imagine, but I didn't play those until I'd already gotten used to moving around.
2: Right, but that game—it's—it's uh, it's just the whole, you know, X Y Z, you know, you know, with rolls and everything like that. That would just the whole. I remember playing fucking Descent way back in the fucking day, even on like my old shitty CRT monitor and fucking that was enough to fucking turn my stomach
0: well you let me tell you i didn't play any either of those games until i already had my vr legs okay now that i've got vr legs um my stomach can mm. separate the action that's going on with you know movement and it doesn't no longer just makes me sick mm. um i'm pretty okay with it uh the game that I really want to talk about though and I will I'll let you guys talk about it. I let you guys try out Beat Saber. Oh
1: boy. <laughs> I think it's
0: a super I told you I posted in our thing. I was like I started laughing uncontrollably the first time I played this because I had the biggest grin on my face and I was just playing some dumb song on there and I was like this might be one of the coolest things I've ever done in a video game. It is What were your guys' feelings cuz I let you both try it out. Um, I have
1: to say that I would literally get a VR headset
0: specifically for that game.
2: Um, here's
1: Rusty the thing, it's actually, in,
0: it's actually still early access, too. Rusty fell in love with it immediately. Um, Rusty, you I, played um, one of the regular songs that came with the game, and then I already have already modded it. And added a bunch more songs. Uh, you played Bohemian Rhapsody. Of course I did. Uh, normal. It's not like an eight minute song.
2: <laughs> but I but I finished it, whereas I couldn't finish the fucking three and a half minute fucking Beat Saber song because it wanted me to crouch, and of course, um, I was not entirely super spatial aware considering it was my first first game in VR in that situation. So yeah, Beat Saber has these uh, uh, has you know, it, it's. It's a rhythm game. Yeah, there's two not actually
0: lightsabers. But
2: it's <laughs> but they're they're kind of like I mean, they beat sabers beat saber. You you have lightsabers, a red one and a blue one. Uh, the uh, they have uh, what because it's a rhythm game, you're basically standing in a cor uh, in a corridor watching, you know, note blocks come at you. But those blocks have an arrow or a dot. Uh, The arrow has uh, how you're supposed to slash through the the block. And if it's got a dot, you can hit it with, you know, with any movement. Um, But you have, you know, you have to basically hit all of these things as they're coming at you. Plus, there'll be these big red blocks that you have to physically dodge. You have to sidestep or squat or whatever to get underneath or between or off to the side of these things to avoid them so that you don't fail the, uh, fail the song. And on top of that, there's mines that you can't hit with your saber at all. So you have to position the controllers in such a way that they're not going to hit the mines. So you add all of that plus some really good fucking music uh, and, you know, the the whole, you know, you of course this is you know this game is going to be you know modded like crazy cuz it's a beat map just like any other fucking game that has beat maps people are going to you know build their own freaking map of you know different beats and you know things that you need to do to be able to uh to go th- through the song
0: i think because of all the extra songs you can get on pc pc's where to get it now uh, if you have yes. no way of doing that it is on psvr
2: so i looked up uh, Beat Saber. So, uh, PSVR does not have modable tracks. No, it but doesn't. they, uh, but they said that they were going to be releasing uh, DLC that will include uh, thirty new tracks for uh, for the PSVR uh, version of it. Uh, most of the people that I've seen play this game on uh, on Twitch are playing it on PC.
0: Uh, and, and there's already a ridiculous amount of mods. There's that guy that does the Darth Maul double lightsaber, which I don't know how is that rig set up. I didn't pay enough attention, but uh,
2: he's just got uh, he's got. Was uh, he got like, a similar... dowel
0: rod with like two controllers taped to it? So
2: he's got the um, uh, he he had modified the controller ends to screw into a coupler. So they uh, so they're screwed into. This uh, this small tube of plastic that you know that he's got threaded for the controllers, so he can separate them if he wants to, but when he screws them together, they become one dual bladed lightsaber, which he's pretty is, good. If he's fucking amazing, having played you know just a, like an easy track on fucking Bohemian Rhapsody, and you see it, that
0: guy like he, spinning you see,
2: it. Yeah, he's he's fucking spinning the damn lightsabers around, and you know and able to hit, you know. Yeah, he's playing fucking damn decent fucking uh, you know, note hits on, you know, on a on a dual lightsaber. I don't know how he does it, honestly. Cuz some of the ones that you have to hit are not easy to do in that configuration. Like if you have, you know, uh a red and blue down that are that's together, you have to put the lightsaber center in between those and press, you know, and slash down yeah. like that so the the sabers aren't out in front of you the sabers are off to the sides so you literally have
0: to hit it as soon as it came right and right
2: and then of course if you have mines on either side you have to do that at an angle so that you don't hit the mines on either side it's it makes for the, makes the game even more challenging to play it that way uh, but he's you know i, I forget what uh, i forget the guy's name honestly i really
0: want to credit him for what he does cuz it's very entertaining to watch um but you can see that actually wore me out oh yeah you can see why now well i want this game i want this game so bad
2: that i am looking at maybe possibly just i'm going to look at rearranging my fucking apartment for this game <laughs> I'm looking at the possibility of picking up VR this year fairly
0: quickly. I actually thought Um, about making it. I haven't. I've only had it for a few days, but now that I'm back to working out, like, I'm. It's like, maybe this will be my aerobics. That's why I started downloading more tracks mm -hmm. because I wanted to see what was out there. So (laughs) now, being the metalhead, like, I've got a Mashuga track. I've got the Doom soundtrack in there, but it's all in fucking expert mode. So I'm going to just have to get better.
2: Yeah, it's so some of the you know the of course the modding you know community is going to put out challenging tracks right you're not going to see a lot of easies or super easies
0: but i showed you um, that one that was the death march the cell dweller remix fuck yeah which worked really well in that game yeah it does <laughs> that was a, and that was just a total rando pick i was like i wonder what this is i mean i like Cell Dweller, right mm-hmm. and yeah. it ended up being a star wars theme song and i was like perfect no, uh, yeah. and yeah. it had really cool hits too for it. Like it felt right. And yeah. that was just a normal setting and it was fairly challenging for me. So,
2: yeah, you know, where are you getting the uh uh the extra tracks? Cuz I know that it's not necessarily <coughs> built into the game so you kind of have to add them to the game. But like in, like any other game that has beat maps like, you know, well, uh, you know like Metronomicon or fucking um right uh the other uh
0: the the fucking click game that I keep forgetting. Uh I'm looking it up right now. Um and I will find it in just a second. Um there's something called Beat Saber Mod installer that you can get um that worked very quickly for me. Um was not hard at all and I'm say that for anybody uh if you have done anything it's modding anything this is super fucking easy right literally gonna run an exe and it's gonna install it and then that actually lets you just download songs um it's uh called beat saver beat saver okay beat saver is where you get the uh the songs gotcha okay so
2: yeah thing is uh, i would be all over that um like oh yeah yeah.
0: the thing with modding is every time it updates you have to update the mod and maybe update the tracks but i want to say that the one mod i got will let you auto 8 update inside the game which is pretty fucking cool it was not on sale this is the one game i did not buy on sale but i played it from tj's library and i was like I don't care that it's 20 bucks. No, uh, this is (laughs) well worth... I played it, like I said, I I played just the Beat Saber song and I had such a smile on my face. I just started laughing. I was like, this was made for VR. These guys understood a simple concept, make you feel cool doing it. There's a little bit of, you know, it vibrates every time you hit the block right and there's a sound every time you slice it and you have to move around. You don't have to move around crazy. It doesn't require room-scale VR. It just requires a three-foot... Or four foot square area, but yeah. I I've also quickly realized. I'm going to say one quick thing: um, get a uh, binder clip and attach it to your cord so you can put the cord for any VR set on your belt. That makes a big difference with uh, accidentally hitting your cord while you're flailing your arms.
2: Yeah, you you're going to look like an idiot while you're playing fucking VR, and that's just the way that it, it is. But
0: um, very quick short review on that Acer VR, and we can move to our break. I mm. will say that. Well worth the purchase. I found it on sale on Amazon for 150 bucks and jumped on it. Um, but its uh, I had to add extra things to my kit. So make sure you have a 3.0 with 3.0 Windows official drivers. Make sure you have Windows 10. Make sure you have 10 gigs of space on your primary drive. Um, and make sure you have a uh, Bluetooth adapter and you're good to go. Um, negative marks on this versus uh, the Vive um, is definitely not the price. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't track behind you very well, but I haven't run into very many issues with me having to track behind me. Um, the times that it has gotten lost, I've taken the control and like raised it to my face essentially, and then reset it, and it's been fine. Um, but like uh, Space Pirate Trainer, I played a little bit of that, and you have to reach behind your head to grab the shield. Um, didn't have any issue with that. It's just when your hands when it stays out of view for too long. So like, say I put my controllers down mm-hmm. for a little bit. To pull the headset up, um, it takes me a second for it to figure out where the controllers are back again. Before it's like, oh, there they are, and then it's pretty one to one. Okay, yeah, um, no, it, it doesn't have a rechargeable battery on the controllers. I bought rechargeable double A's, um, and I'm getting about five hours of life out of the pair of double A's that I have in there. Okay, yeah, um, that's so kind I've, of a bummer, but I spent fifteen dollars. But yeah, if you have rechargeable batteries, I just bought a pair of decent non-energizer.
2: It it's worth it to have the rechargeable batteries instead of having a I, you know either a really heavy you know set re- of controllers or have cables.
0: They recharge in two hours, and they last five hours. So mm-hmm. I've never run into a spot where I was out of battery power. Um, other negative thing versus a Vive is the field of view is narrower. Um, I have looked at something with a wider field of view, so I looked at my PSVR for instance. Right, has a slightly wider field of view. I want to say it's 95 degrees on this, and a Vive is at like 105. A 10-degree difference means that you're seeing about 5 degrees extra on either side of your eye. So it looks a little bit more like you're wearing a scuba mask. Um, I don't know that that detracted too heavily from anything, to be honest with you.
2: It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. It was noticeable, but I don't think it was terrible. You kind of get used to it pretty quick. Most of the time, you're focused on what you're, you know, what you're looking at, and you're not really looking for peripheral vision. You know, in a you know, yeah. VR well, situ- situation. and it has the life. same
0: problem that the Vive does, and that you're going to under God rays with VR is not the same thing as God rays in a game. What God rays are is because the lenses are cut in a circular pattern. When you get splashes of white light contrasted against a dark screen, what it causes is a flash of light in the corner of your eyes. You're looking at different things, and it can be a little bit uncomfortable. It does the same thing. There are some mods out there, and like physical mods, that people have ground different lenses for VR headsets that get around that. There is a the, I think it's the cardboard VR has better lenses when it comes to this stuff than both of these. Go figure. Um, And then people have been taking, there is a guy that sells some 3D printed adapters to put in a vive headset and i imagine it won't be far behind on this where you can pull the lenses out and put these new i'm just not going to do that um that's a little overkill for me oh, well. but for entry-level pc headset this was a huge upgrade to my psvr it's it very easily triple the resolution oh yeah i mean it it works great but we need to take a break so we good guys take a break yeah let's take yeah. a break we'll be back Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. A-
1: actually, a fairly productive break. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was mean, I was absent for half of it. While while you were absent, I got all the news together.
2: Sweet. Wee. So
1: with that, we'll move right in.
2: Fuck yeah.
0: Fuck um,
1: yeah. So, the piece I'm going to lead off with since we spent so much time on it. Um mm. Mm. according to um According to recent uh, per- percentages, in the year of twenty eighteen, yes, the amount of Steam users who use VR has doubled.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, now, while that may, yeah. uh, while that may sound exciting, uh, we'll put a little more. bit. We'll put a little bit of reality on this. Right. So, at the beginning of the year, the amount of Steam users using v- VR was 0.4% of their total user base. So they've got 0.8% now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh which roughly translates to around 720,000 VR users. Which is actually pretty damn decent. Well, I know, like, um, PlayStation has helped
0: move VR forward with their, like, 4 million users now. Se- yeah. Se-
1: 700. Which is why you're
0: seeing things like the Tetris Effect no, that we talked about. That and is
1: that is seven hundred 720,000 out of over 90 million. 720,001
2: soon. Right. <laughs> 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 um, I will be picking up VR. Uh, I, I, so, I found a, I found a use for my $100 well, Amazon gift card. Porn. But... That's if nothing else, <laughs> that might. I mean, you know, Pornhub does have a VR section, yeah,
1: right? Uh, if nothing else, what this shows, uh, because obviously the numbers aren't really uh, lighting up the PC world, um, it does show a steady growth of VR over the year, which is kind of in line with the fact that there's been more and more. It's- it's a good niche, VR games.
0: It's a niche thing, and which is it, why it you're, still is. which is why you're getting VR modes for games versus a lot of quality VR titles. And the, the, curating that stuff is something I intend to do for our audience. Yes. Now.
2: Well, I mean, no. you are getting, uh, you know, you're getting into it, and hopefully here soon, I will be getting into it. It just requires me to actually move a lot of shit around in my right. place to get, you know, get that set up my uh my current gaming room is definitely not set up for v r uh but my living room would be yep uh, um so
1: so the hardware survey also revealed that uh of those v r users forty six and a half percent are using the rift uh forty one percent roughly are using a vive and around nine percent are mixed reality headset users, which I think you're going to see those numbers shift a lot over the next year.
0: I think the reason for the mixed reality is so low on there is for the better part of early, when they released there was almost nothing, right? And so you would get a, the reason I got it is it was on sale and I wanted to try it out on my computer. And I, I put, I had a comment in our little private thread and I said, if this doesn't work, I'm returning it. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just got sucked in. I was like, this is pretty, this is otherworldly good. Um, And just, that's just what it is. Like, I found something that worked. There's a Lenovo Explorer, which is the other mixed reality headset that's pretty popular right now. And when they released early, mid-2017, there was just the Windows 10 store. They had, like, four apps, and there was a handful of things you could do on it. Like, there's a modeling app and something else. Early 2018, um, Steam did a beta branch of what they did. And right now, to get into it, there's a Windows Mixed Reality Portal um, that I initially had to launch a lot. And I think now it just auto-recognizes. I use the Steam beta service, and I'm right now using the Steam beta VR service to work with it. But if it has the Vive icon on it, I haven't run into any compatibility issues whatsoever. And I've been playing games from my buddy's library. Um not having any issue with anything. I've never ran I haven't ran into a single game that said, Oh, this doesn't work with this. He just said pick the Vive option on everything and see if it works and no problem. Right. Um and then uh
1: some exciting news for for modders out there. Uh work has resumed on a mod that seeks to recreate Fallout 3 in the Fallout 4 engine, Capital Wasteland super
0: fucking cool
1: (laughs) yeah um basically earlier this year for for those of you who don't know the project was pretty much canceled and pulled um over fears that they might get into a dust up with uh bethesda and trying to reuse the fallout 3 audio in fallout 4. um so in the in the past year uh the much reduced team which is basically down to 10 people uh decided to go ahead and try revoicing the game with it, with its own voice actors. Uh they said uh they've got a couple actors working on the on the game now and hope to have a uh a small preview available soon.
0: That's a pretty extensive project. I don't imagine that's going to come out anytime soon.
2: Capital of fucking Wasteland. Where yeah.
0: mm. they had three dogs.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking three dog, man. Right. <laughs> three dog.
1: So, but I thought that was pretty exciting considering Fallout 3 was, before Fallout 4 was the last game I played, uh, I can I skipped
2: New Vegas altogether, so... You skipped the best one.
0: You did. It literally right. skipped the best Fallout game ever made. Yeah, it's yeah, hands down. It, you
2: you you done fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I it's, get it. I get
1: it. It just when when I tried it back then, it just wasn't
0: hitting
2: all the. It's right almost like for saying me.
0: all I played was Half Life One,
2: right? And 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 you're looking forward to Half Life Three. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Half Life One was a good game, but it just wasn't the game changer. Two was no New right. Vegas is Fallout Bethesda's Fallout engine with the correct team writing for it. D- yes, that's the big difference. Way more interesting. As, as, as much as literally, way more interesting. Everything with right. some systems that work weird. Yeah, but hey, the only Fallout game that has actual commands for your characters to
2: go do things,
0: to do things, you can literally point your characters and say, attack this or attack that, carry this. Uh, There's no weird trading system to make like everything about it is better. Yes. Literally, I'm
2: I'm not going to go into this Yeah, No, because we could for an entire episode go into how fucking good that game is.
0: Yeah, the We've only, done it before. The only <laughs> collector's edition I have zero regret buying. I, I'm sorry I
1: brought it up already. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> what? In other news, um, so uh, apparently, apparently, the new Atlas update coming January seventh. Oh God, will allow players to be killed by
2: eating poop, like Ark. Huh? Go figure. Eat shit and die. Uh, right. This fucking game. This um, game is becoming more and more like Ark every now, fucking moment. If they um, add fucking dinosaurs to a random goddamn island, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. While, while not
1: being uh, being confirmed yet, from the apparently from the way the the notes on the update are currently worded, it appears as though eating any feces will be fatal. Whereas in ARC, only certain feces are fatal.
2: No, feces is fatal pretty much any time, uh, and you can't eat dinosaur poop. And fatal poops. Fatal poops. Fatal indeed. poops. <laughs> oh boy. Um.
0: Wow. Yeah. So what? Honestly, but so it there's a reason for it's. It's a way to get around a mechanic. I'm not going to go deep into this, but like seven days to die, you can eat broken glass too. Kill yourself if you're in a spot where you just can't get out.
2: Exactly. And that was the whole reason why in ARC you could poop and then eat the poop. It was because there wasn't a uh, a true unstuck feature. If you get stuck in geometry, you had to eat poop to die uh, so that you
0: could respawn. Um, and that's the only reason you ever do it in seven days. And
2: and that's exactly
0: you know, eating broken glass or bad pun. Shitty fast travel. <laughs> I need to get back to base because it's about to get dark. I'm gonna Shitty eat. I'm fast gonna eat.
2: travel. All right. That's that's just wrong. Uh I I don't know. I, I haven't been following fucking Atlas as much as uh, you know, some other people, I think, but uh as soon as I saw that it was basically just an arc skin, I said, you know what? Hmm. They might have added new systems, but it uh, uh, does not make for a new game. I, I do want to correct myself. It, you know, I said that it was a $60 game. It's not actually $60. I think it's like 30 or 40 bucks. but I still wouldn't pay 30 or 40 bucks for this fucking game. Uh, I, I wouldn't. There's no reason to. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, for me, Pirate Sims are not that great. Um it's a uh, a good concept on paper, but in practice, it's not right there. Uh, I do think I've heard some uh, some updates on uh, was it Sea of Thieves was getting some updates and made the game actually playable. I don't know; I haven't looked into it, but uh, I've been hearing things about it. Uh, you know, and Sea of Thieves, of course, came out uh, as an Xbox exclu- exclusive uh, earlier this year and kind of got tanked pretty hard. Because it was just kind of like what Atlas is. You're dumped on a fucking island and you have to, you know, beat skeletons and find treasure and do the whole pirate thing. Uh, I think there's some pointers into the game now and some, uh, some more direction, but still not a playable game for me. I'm not a big fan of pirate Sims. So, right. Um,
1: another, uh, news I found interesting so uh there's an an article in uh e g m uh that was referencing g f k chart chart track um basically uh shows that uh games that pretty much sold extremely well here in the u s um as far as physical copies' because that's what the list tracks um sales are much lower in the U.K. Um, their best-selling games uh, were kind of best-selling games everywhere. Uh, FIFA FIFA 19 uh, sold the most copies at around 1.9 million. Uh, Red Dead Redemption uh, came in just shy of 1.8. Uh, Black Ops 4 1, 1. 1.2 million basically. Uh, but other things were that were kind of in, interesting was uh Spider-Man which was pretty much a huge hit here in the US sold a sold a whole bunch um at fourth place only sold around 670,000 units what over there yeah
2: <laughs>
1: okay um where you look at a couple million units here right Mm-hmm. so um basically it looks like just stuff and triple a stuff in general is trending down in the uk uh battlefield force odyssey smash brothers ultimate um all sold way low like under 400,000 units
2: that's actually well i mean this is um, this is all of the uk but not yeah yeah so UK's kind of you know kind of an odd little group of uh, uh, of gamers. They it's are. It's not necessarily you know not saying anything bad about you know about them. It's just they have different tastes. <laughs> hey, what the hell? Um, you know. So, uh, you know. So I know a few UK gamers, and and they you know they do tend to gravitate towards FIFA. Of course, it's that's a big game uh well, you know I mean, for them that's but... like
1: the largest sport over there so. right
2: but it it it's it's kind of like p- us picking up Madden um you know on our side here so uh you know so of course that's going to be a big game for them um right. but I'm I'm seeing a lot more of uh of the UK at least the streamers that I watch uh that are in uh in the UK they're branching out more into uh uh into indie scenes they're yeah. playing a lot more indie games um and then my
1: last bit of news, um, uh, save the biggest bit for, for last, uh, Activision Blizzard is down their second chief financial officer this week. Uh, basically, uh, they lost Spencer Newman earlier this week and now, uh, their CFO is leaving, uh, to go work for square.
0: I imagine a lot of this has to do with the Diablo announcement going crazy.
1: <laughs> As There's Rusty a little bit wipes of a... his tears with a $20 bill.
0: There's a little bit of an inside joke going on here. Me and <laughs> Rusty are talking about getting our Windows Mixed Reality headsets. It's just sent him a cinema meme that said when people talk about the joys of having children, and it shows uh, Woody Harrelson drying his eyes with $100 bills. <laughs> I just happen to have a 20 in my pocket, so... <laughs> Had to dry up that tear.
1: <laughs> um but I mean it's yeah. interesting. I mean that's what, three or four executives blizzards down this year. Uh, um
2: plus they've year, been
1: laying mean? they've been laying off people in
2: in stupid amount of numbers. Yeah, uh, so um so CFO means um, that is uh, top accountant. Um, Chief financial officer. Yep. yep, top accountant. Top account controller. So um, top accountant has people thinking about things. Like, okay, look, uh, one of the biggest issues that the Blizzard developers were saying was that they were having problems actually getting money to be able to do certain things, to be able to develop the games that they need to right. develop. Uh, well, and the chief uh, chief financial officer before this one that left uh, was actually fired. That was a Blizzard CFO. Yeah, the one that just left was an Activision CFO. Yeah. So that was and, appointed in, from
1: the Activision side. So, and I think this CFO's actually been in position for just about a year.
2: Mm, probably less than that. I think it was just a, you know
1: it was actually I think she was. Promoted in like february. Uh,
2: it might it's um, it seems like a very short period of time. Uh but she was actually going to what uh fuck what was the uh what was the company again? Square. Square, that's right. Yeah, yeah. she's going to uh, moving on to Square because she did Fucking wondrous, goddamn things with Activision Blizzard. So right. you know, off to square she goes. Well, I mean, all of this is <laughs> all this is amid rumors
1: that they're paying staff to leave to cut cost. Uh, um, shares are down twenty six percent in twenty
2: eighteen.
0: So this... they've
1: canceled. They've they're scaling back Heroes of the Storm. They've canceled Heroes Global <laughs> Championship. They've canceled. Heroes of the Dorm tournaments, um, and overall, um, basically, declining user numbers contributed to a ten percent revenue drop in November. So ten uh, percent is not
2: a small number in a single month. So you remember what I was saying earlier about you know AAA developers following a formula. And it's not working for them. Yeah. Blizzard is actually the, you know, the freaking poster child for following the fucking formula. Uh, they've been milking the uh, the World of Warcraft uh, cow until it is fucking bone dry. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, instead of actually innovating, um, I mean, granted, Overwatch was all right, but it's basically Team Fortress 2. So it's not really... New,
0: right? You know, it's, it's they they had old original concept. IPs, and now what's happened is everybody's copied their IPs.
2: Well, yeah, and
0: and people have played. You know, I know a handful of people that still play well, but I mean, I've played it a million years ago. It feels right. like I'm just not playing well anymore. And, and, and a lot need, of people are. Diablo is old. I would play it again, but I'm just I'm good. Well, what they need to do, I mean. Most most of the Blizzard fanboys
2: would be, you know, would be happy with a new Diablo. You give me a fucking new uh, a new Diablo, uh, and uh, if they did something different, something they've got so much experience in the MMO space right now, just in that one house, to build quality content for an MMO. I mean, it makes perfect sense for them to actually branch out into some other MMO. I mean, they have all the tools that they need to be able to do that, plus all of the know-how. And, you know, they have a fantastic fucking art team, you know. So let them fucking roll, man. It would be fucking crazy to see something, you know, you know, some new IP out of them uh, that uses what they know best. Uh, but you know, they add a new spin to it, you know, but like I said, I mean, with, you know, with how the, uh, the formula works anymore, uh, these big companies, when they do something like that, they're making, you know, they're taking a massive fucking risk. And if it falls flat, then that's the end of them. So they tend not to take the fucking risk. They go with what works until that fucking horse is well and truly fucking dead, they will still beat it until it's fucking, you know, until that point.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that's very true. I mean,
2: look at, wow, it's been fucking, like, that horse is rotting. You know, 10% of the subscribers dropping in a month, that, that's a pretty big deal.
1: Uh, that's, a, that's a huge drop in a single month. I mean, but it's not anything to shake a stick at.
2: And, and and just from looking at you know like the change you know change logs I, mean, I used to fucking blue track like crazy when I was playing WoW, uh you know and just seeing you know a drop off in change logs, you know from the development team would be enough to you know to get people to stop playing, because that game has to you know change and update, you know very quickly. Yeah.
1: It does. So I'm just saying, you know, stuff like that, that unless there's a major change in in Blizzard, they may, you know, we may be watching the decline. You
2: know, honestly, you know, I kind of saw this coming a while ago uh, when Blizzard came and said, hey, we're going to go, you know under activision or we're going to partner with activision is what they said. Um I said, "Oh, that's probably not the greatest idea, but all right."
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I understand why they did it, but it's it's not uh it it's just like any other de- you know like development studio going under the EA umbrella. It's like uh great you know you used to put out good games now it's going to be overlooked by somebody else and they're going to nitpick and all of the right. features that we we liked about your games that took some time to build uh, well, took some money to build is going to be gone now
1: the the main thing is really for the for the last 5 years or so i feel like why keep paying attention to wow uh, you should be doing something new even a new standalone Warcraft game.
2: Well, like, I I don't think they can at this point. You know the the fact is is, World of Warcraft has advanced the canon to a point where you know if he was to, uh, if he was to put out a standalone like Warcraft three. Um, it would be so far ahead of what the canon is that people would need, a, like, a, a fucking 18-hour movie series to fucking, you know, catch up with it. Uh, It's, they wouldn't be able to put out a canon Warcraft 4, for instance, uh, because it just, it wouldn't fit. Uh, it, it's either that or they'd be rehashing what was actually done in the MMO and i think that's a cop out uh and most people would probably see it the same way too they'd to be like okay well you're just using the story that you used in the in in your MMO so why would i play this game yeah that's true um that's true. you know so they need to branch out they needed to do something different they need to they need to move forward with uh with a new ip or uh, or advance one of their other IPs. Diablo has been basically pushed by the wayside so many times, uh, and it is actually a fairly well-received IP. They could go with that. Oh, um, or S- StarCraft. It's been a while. Uh, well, it's not been nearly as long as you think, but, uh, you know, and you have to think about the development longer cycle. Longer than Diablo. You have to... You have to think about the development cycle for Blizzard. They don't put out games quickly, which yeah. is which is one of their you know their pluses and minuses. Of course, when they put out a game, it's fairly polished. You're you're getting a quality game out of it. Yeah. Uh, the the thing is, you're gonna fucking wait for that game.
1: Yeah, you, I mean,
2: you're not gonna see bl- a game until it's fucking ready. When it
1: comes to that, Blizzard and Rockstar have a lot of similarities. It's just they they don't really do a whole lot new where Rockstar seems find find ways to do something new with something old
2: a lot. Um. Well, but you know? they, you, know, granted, but Rockstar games are pretty much fundamentally the same thing, just in a different setting with different characters. And if you look at just like the bare minimums, you tear about you tear away all the extra uh, extra fucking story elements. It's essentially a bad guy that does things right for good thing you no, know for they good just reasons. craft
1: really good stories around it um they usually do you know some new sort of feature or or extremely advanced features that
2: right you know and, you and know. i mean like that's tearing it down to brass tacks of course yeah. you know you know red dead redemption 2 looks beautiful uh has a really engaging story uh, he has a lot of extra systems. I haven't even touched this fucking game, but I can really tell you about the, you know, the selling points, right? Because, I mean, everybody's seen them on the fucking internet, right? Um, but, you know, if you, you need to get, you need to get those, you know, you, uh, something I want to see in 2019. I want to see AAA games fucking take a goddamn chance on something something different something new something fucking weird right just go fucking off the wall out there you know if if fucking blizzard came up and said you know what we're announcing in 2019 that starcraft ghost is back on the fucking you know development chain remember starcraft ghost that i never played no 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 it never released yeah okay starcraft ghost was supposed to have been kind of like a uh uh, a fucking um was it a splinter cell with yep. uh with the fucking ghost units. Uh it used to be you know the main character was supposed to be Kerrigan at the time. Yep. Uh and you know you were gonna be playing, you know, as a ghost unit doing, you know, fucking missions, like trying you know, getting actually into like the the fucking Terran bases and shit like that. Being able to when you plop down a fucking barracks on, you know, in StarCraft, you know, three, you, or StarCraft two, you're looking at fucking, um, you're just looking at a block with some texture on it. Uh, and what Ghost was supposed to show was that there was an interior, there's fucking structure to it, you know? Um, but that was, I mean, that's, a old fucking concept that they fucking, you know, they chucked to the, you know, to the waste bin a long time ago. It would be a grand fucking idea because right now, you know, the, the StarCraft 2 you know, uh, universe could still be explored in a similar way. Yep. And it would be, it'd be a new IP using, or a new game using a similar IP, but played completely differently. Mm hmm. You know, if they took a risk like that, people would still be familiar with the storyline, but it would be a completely different kind of game. Yeah, you won't lose people over the story at that point. You know, and you know of course everybody wants fucking Diablo four, but you know, that's you know, they're just throwing fucking breadcrumbs at us as far as oh, it's in development. <laughs> right. <laughs> right after Immortal, which you can play on your phones.
1: With that, that's what I had.
0: I think we're in a good spot to stop, and I think as the month progresses, we'll understand more of what's coming out, and there'll be more things to talk about when it comes to news. Yeah. In the meantime... Uh, we will talk a lot. I'll be giving you more updates on VR stuff and then we'll be doing a game of the year podcast in a few weeks.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we got some fucking games coming out this uh this month is uh the big one is uh uh Kingdom Hearts three. Uh I have not played any of the Kingdom Hearts games, have you?
0: No. I'm not that's not really my jam.
2: Uh you don't like fucking you know you know, Disney RPGs? I'm just action rpgs
0: it just it came out when i was already an adult
2: it it, see, it when i played it it didn't feel right cuz i was i was a there's uh, I was a, certain, a big square guy at that point
0: there's a certain group of people that that really appeals to and
2: yeah and it's not me yeah uh, i mean i liked all of the the square enix you know uh characters in it but you know uh, goofy can go fuck himself uh, as far as I'm concerned. But it's a it's a very popular game that's coming out this month.
0: All right. Well, Jason, where can you
2: find
1: us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, YouTube.com slash The Real TiltCast, and search for us on iTunes.
0: Find friends of the show for the love of gaming. KABG, K-B-G. Carousel podcast while it still lasts. K-B-G. Um BMFcast.com, noquarters.net, and tvgp.tv. They mm-hmm. still do amazing things. Fantastic things. And they already have a game of the year podcast. So, oh, of course. We'll see you guys later. All
2: right. Peace. <laughs>